This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Thursday show. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to have more WWE tickets uh, to give away. As uh, these are winning before you can buy them tickets. The tickets for WWE live at the Pan Am Center on June 11th go on sale this Friday. So all the tickets that were given away today and during the morning show tomorrow are going to be win them before you can buy them tickets. The SmackDown stars are coming. The Usos. The SmackDown. The SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair is going to be there. Kofi Kingston. Woo! Drew McIntyre. Sasha Banks and many more are coming to Las Cruces. And tickets go on sale Friday. Some more win them before you can buy them. Tickets from your rock and wrestling connection. 95.5 KLAQ. You know how you spell wrestling, don't you? With an R. R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Apostrophe. Rock and wrestling. Coming up on the show today, Justin Underwood is going to be coming by for the law offices of Wyatt Underwood, trial lawyers, and it's going to be a segment of Ask a Lawyer with Justin Underwood. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. So that's uh, coming up later in the show. We're going to review some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Let's go ahead and do that right now. Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Joanna, what's coming up at Entertainment News today? Oh, Buzz, it's time. The Masked Singer finally aired the episode oh, with Rudy Giuliani. My God. <laughs> it happened. My God. Remember, we thought it was not going to happen. This is like the finale almost. I mean, I know it, it's not the yeah, show finale, it's but like it's towards the end. It's the climax. He had to have gotten voted off first because he doesn't even, he does this thing where he, he doesn't sing. He just kind of says the lyrics. Does that make any sense to you? What? He doesn't sing. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, he's kind of... I'm trying to find the... Uh, I had saved Please the Please tell clip me this audio. This. Oh, there's audio. Oh, yeah. Video pictures. Uh, so after Rudy Giuliani was unmasked, Dr. Kim Jong got up and walked off and, you know, was yeah, he something was like, like, I just can't anymore. The Jack in the Box was revealed to be former New York mayor and notorious insurrectionist Rudy Giuliani. So here's a clip of him performing a George Thorogood classic. That's kind of singing. No, oh, bad to the that. bone. No, he was he's a, doing like that talking. Talking thing. bad to the bone. Bad, bad to the okay, bone. Okay, but usually in a singing competition, singing is defined as varying the pitch of your voice so that it's not just like. Who are like, you? Who are you? Just what? What made you a judge? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm Team Rudy. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Bad to the bone. B-b-b-b-bad. Also, isn't that a weird song choice? He, right? Rudy Giuliani <laughs> said, leave this one alone. Yeah. She could tell right away. Yeah, that's singing. That's not singing. That's singing. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Rudy Giuliani's not going to win on Mass Singer, <laughs> but they sure dragged it out a long well, time. Oh, they did, yeah. They squeezed every last drop out of that. <laughs> Just like Rudy's hair running die running down the side of his face. Uh, Nico, news headlines. What do we have uh, topping the news today? Well, a fire is burning about 140 miles north of Phoenix, and it's forcing a lot of evacuations throughout the area. Uh, Coke. 
Coconino County officials say a tunnel fire. I don't know if you know about tunnel fires, but they can actually burn hotter than most normal fires. Yeah, there's one in Pennsylvania that's been burning for like 55 years. Like an underground... Didn't they... It's been covered up though, right? I think they evacuated the town. It's a town called Centralia, Pennsylvania, and this underground fire and since it's in the middle of a coal mine that's, or that's the coal reason mine, yeah that's why it just keeps burning that's not a great place uh more than two dozen buildings have been destroyed and nearly 800 homes have been evacuated it's burned over 16,000 acres near flagstaff about 1,000 animals had to be evacuated from the area yeah i bet they didn't get all of them <laughs> I'm I bet sure they left they a couple birds behind or something. Yeah, I bet they did, which is very sad. And it's 0% contained. So we'll be talking more about that, definitely. Uh, okay, I uh, got that on the way. So I did watch the uh, first episode of that John Wayne Gacy Netflix documentary. Oh, okay, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Yesterday on the After Buzz, we ended up talking uh, about Jesus for a little bit. Okay. But then we started talking about the serial killer, and I said, okay, I, I really wanted to bring up serial killers the, today. The, we, those weren't linked in any way. No, not linked in any way. <laughs> but then uh, Buzz immediately said, oh, the John Wayne Gacy thing's on Netflix now. And that's what I wanted to talk about, is exactly that. The John Wayne Gacy Netflix TV show, is it a, uh, do they do the interviews? They show okay, his interviews? So, no, it's audio. Okay. And it was audio that was between Gacy and his attorneys. And the family has requested anonymity. So it's like them trying to work with John Wayne Gacy to keep him from being convicted. Like the lawyers are trying to think of a defense. Sure. But it's not a... They didn't have a video camera set up. They had an audio tape. But you hear John Wayne Gacy. Guess what? He's the one that you sometimes see in his clown makeup because he was a creepy killer cr- uh, clown. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, this guy's going to be bananas. Nope. Sounds like the nicest guy. Sounds like, uh, you know what he sounds like? Remember on Saturday Night Live, the Bears fans? The Bears. The Bears. Yeah. He sounds like one of them. I don't know what they're doing. The cops are following me everywhere. I don't know about any missing What people. are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, so Nico brings stuff up and I'm like, well, uh maybe we should research this, so let's just go right to Wikipedia. And we open John Wayne Casey's Wikipedia page, and I'm reading... It's a book. Like the, oh the Wikipedia God. is so long that we couldn't we couldn't research the details <laughs> right. quick enough that we wanted to. We had to read too much. Joanna, Buzz said the funniest <laughs> thing. He's like, you know how normal true crime podcasts really research what they talk about and know uh-huh. everything they talk about? No, we just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, read what it, it says there. In like his brief bio... It said party affiliation, Democrat. And I thought, wait, well, that's why, weird. why would you put the party affiliation of a serial killer? I mean, does anybody care what Richard Ramirez was uh, registered as? <laughs> I found out in the very first episode the fact that he was active in, demo- in politics, and it's specifically the Democrat, it's a huge central part of the story. Like he worked for the Democratic Party. Well, he was like a ward boss or a, like a, a ward chief. So it's not an elected office, but he was definitely active. If a Democrat had problems, you know, with their trash delivery, they'd go to Gacy. So it's set, set up that John Wayne Gacy was extremely well known. All these Democratic serial <laughs> killers out there. But I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, come on. You're telling me he was a Democrat? That's part. 
it was a part of the bio. No, it is a huge part of the John Wayne Gacy story. So I watched the first episode. And of that you have him talking about his crimes. Does he talk about any? He talks about his previous convictions. So when they brought him in for these missing young men, uh, it came up. Oh, he'd done time in prison for for forcible sodomy on oh, a young kid. Wow. And yeah. he would talk about that because he was already convicted of that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if you like creep, who likes creepy clowns? Joanna. But people do like. No, she doesn't. People do like serial <laughs> things about serial killers. Oh, right? then I, I went on to I asked Buzz, who's your favorite serial killer? That's a weird way to phrase it. Yeah, that's a weird way to phrase it. Did I? But did he have an answer? Did I have an answer? You never did actually. Yeah, because yeah. you kept saying none of them, none of them. And then, no, no, I don't, I don't. I was like, well, you don't have books. That, oh, you don't own books and have a bunch of them at your house. I do you, actually. If you but... don't like serial killers, no, I don't like the serial killers. But to say you my don't favorite, like the serial killer, you like true crime. The true crime. Yeah, I think just, you know, true crime podcasts are a huge chunk of the podcasts that are available out there, and I don't assume that those people like the serial killers. I know some people like to romanticize or they have give some tours kind of, weird... of serial killers homes and, and they have an entire economy you know surrounding these people. I would like to say well nobody nobody glamorizes these serial killers but they do like the fans that especially the dudes. The pen serial, pals. The pen pals. The jailhouse weddings that Oh, didn't Some you tell me the killer? Melendez brothers are married? I think both of the Melendez brothers are married. Meaning they've got more successful relationships, both of them, than I've ever had. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of them got married, divorced, and married to another woman, all while in prison for k- killing their parents. Well, you know what they say about the divorce rate in prison. It's, uh, it's not good for <laughs> marriage. Yeah. Does it smell weird in here by any chance do you think it smells a little weird in here nico did he ask you this joanna yes but joanna knows why i'm asking i think it does smell like chemically in here like some type of cleaning not not nice right that's not great no (laughs) is did you spray dank in here have you ever heard of this of your super secret 420 smoke out that's right dank marijuana scented (laughs) air freshener it smells gross but it really it does not smell no stop so (laughs) did you spray it in his face no i just sprayed it up in here it got in my face no it doesn't smell good though it's it smells like a chemical it It smells smells like a synthetic thing and i would prefer the smell of actual weed to that I want to ask Justin Underwood when he comes in. You know, one of the main things that police use or law enforcement uses for probable cause is your car smells like weed. Oh, dude! Don't, so I'm just wondering. Right I'm just wondering if you pulled this out and go, "Oh, officer, I just really like the smell, so I use this weed-scented car freshener." If that does away with the probable cause, I would give you a ticket just for that. Smells gross, dude. I'm not going to spray because I don't want any more of this. All right, well, why don't you sit down and try and continue? Don't act like... Oh, it, smells, it smells so chemically, and my stomach is so upset right now <laughs> from yesterday. It, I, I was just thinking, like, if a cop comes to your window and goes, you know, uh, I smell marijuana, so I need you to step out of the car. You go, oh, officer, the reason you smell marijuana is because of this marijuana-scented car no, freshener. you say nothing. you say nothing. Well, I'm going to ask Justin Underwood about it. 
when he comes in later. So, just be cool, uh, man. What did cool. we tell you? Be cool. Yeah, let's ask him if be cool is the best. That's yeah. what he I told us last time. He, he told us that time. last time. Be cool? Yeah. Uh, yesterday was 420. We still got a lot of messages from people who wanted uh, last second invites to our <laughs> man, invitation it, it was... only super secret 420 mm-hmm. uh, smoke out party. So that's, that's good that people still wanted to come. Yeah. People Very were calling all group of day people. to find out. And I noticed the activity went up right about 3.30, you know, when 4.20 was right around the corner. So uh, we'll have some neckline calls, maybe your calls on the way if you want to give us a call in the studio. The number is 915-910-4995. That's the area code for El Paso, plus 910-4995. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to get into the Mosho calendar did you know that the the day after 420, the marijuana smokers holiday, uh-huh. is also uh, a day of observance of something? Oh, it is? Yeah, it is. So I'll tell you what. Okay. And it might, might be of interest to some of you who celebrated 420 oh. yesterday. Uh, so we're going to have that coming up in the Moshu calendar in just a few minutes. Here's a preview of Loudwire Nights. Tony Gonzalez is your host and guest DJ Christopher Hall of Stabbing Westward. Uh, he's going to be in talking about new music, also influences on uh, Stabbing Westward like Nine Inch Nails and Bush. And uh, yeah, get get a chance to catch up with Stabbing Westward with uh, guest DJ Christopher Hall. That's tonight starting at 7 o'clock, Loudwire Nights. And then Sunday, we've got Q Connected. That's our focus on new rock and local rock. Some of the local artists that are going to be in the spotlight on Q Connected include Into the Spiral, Tragic Landing, Father Wolf, and Acid Wave. Also, a new cover of Megadeth's Wake Up Dead, performed by Lamb of God and Megadeth on Q Connected. That is Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. on 95.5 KLAQ and streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. Joanna has entertainment news headed our way in just a few minutes. Yesterday, the Capitol was evacuated when an airplane uh, was mistaken as a probable threat. And so people were running out of the Capitol. The Capitol Police... uh, came out and said, no, false alarm. It was actual U.S. Army parachuters who were parachuting into the Nationals baseball game that night. Oh, my God. Didn't they tell anybody? Look, without pointing fingers, it seems like there was some kind of gap in the communication going on, right? You'd let people know, oh, we're doing one of these military things, we've got to parachute into a Major League Baseball game. Um. The parachuters were able to proceed as planned and did their pregame routine. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was furious, it says here in this story. She said the failure to notify Capitol Police of the flyover was outrageous and inexcusable. The military clearly knew what was going on, so at least someone was aware. But I guess Nancy Pelosi is saying, you know, it was whoever was in charge of the military flyover should have should have kept Capitol Police in the loop because they started uh, evacuating the Capitol. 
about 30 minutes after uh, they got the all clear that they were able to go back in. Johnny Depp was back on the witness stand yesterday in his $50 million civil suit defamation uh, lawsuit against his ex Amber Heard. And they played the audio of Amber Heard admitting that she hit Johnny. So I, you know what? I don't know if this article's going up soon or is up already, but I, I got a theory. I don't think Johnny Depp filed this lawsuit with the intention of winning lawsuit per se. I think he filed it to force Amber Heard to say, oh, that op-ed I wrote about domestic violence wasn't about Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he's accusing her. It's specifically this this opinion piece that she wrote for the Washington Where Post. Where she mentions no name. She doesn't mention Johnny Depp by name. She doesn't. Uh, you know, I could. Wasn't she going through a public messy divorce in the middle of that? Oh, it was on the heels. Right. So she's like, as a public face of domestic violence. Like she would use the term domestic violence. Clearly, everybody thought she was talking about Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp filed this $50 million lawsuit. I don't think his hope, the outcome he's hoping for is that he gets $50 million. I hope what he's hope, what he, I think what he's hoping is that Amber Heard and her lawyers will get up under oath in a court of law and say, she wasn't talking about you, dude. And -hmm. then he can say, look, I'm totally exonerated. And I rest my case. Uh, In her article that she wrote, Amber Heard was talking about, you know, just for speaking out, I got, you know, I'm losing jobs. I'm My role as Mira in Aquaman may be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I read that. Didn't they cancel Johnny Depp out of that whole uh, Fantastic yeah. Beast movie Matt franchise Mickelson for the same thing? replaced him. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp was in that uh, Griswold, Grindel, Grindelwald, Grindelwolf, whatever it's called. What are you shaking your head about? That you even tried. <laughs> you, had, you have just said Fantastic Beasts before that. Is it not Fantastic Beasts? It is, but you just, the fact that you even tried to say Grindelwald, I'm just. Well, anyway. In the, disbelief. The point is, both of their careers seem to have suffered from this uh, messy breakup. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of fans are more upset that she hasn't been fired from her current projects. As much as he has. You know, watching the live stream is entertaining, but reading the comments on the live streams are much more entertaining. Oh, yeah? Because everyone's like, oh, Johnny, you're so brave for coming forward. And people are just like, you know he can't see these, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to respond to you and say thank you for the support. He might. You don't know. How do you know he doesn't log on? 100% sure. Because he's on on the stand at the moment. It's a live stream, so he it's can't be reading. He can't go back and review those. Uh, he's Probably, not going to. But I don't think they're supposed to. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events, and then we'll do entertainment news. Today is National High Five Day. Woo! Boo! Yeah. <laughs> we did it, but it was a silent one. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful, you so guys. Someone had to slap himself. Yeah, I have five myself because I can't reach. Uh, today is National Ask an Atheist Day. And today is Kindergarten Day. 
It's also Administrative Professionals Day. Woo! If you're wondering what that is, it's what they used to call executive Vice- assistants, and before that, they called them secretaries. <laughs> and now what do they call them? Administrative Professionals Day. Oh. Think about going from secretary to executive assistant to executive administrative professional. Uh, it sounds better. It sounds, yeah, you get a promotion every 10 years is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Birthdays today include retired Dallas Cowboys quarterback and, for my money, the best color guy in uh, the NFL, Tony Romo is 42. He does the color. Yeah, I thought you okay, you, you yeah. said the color. Okay, The just, color. He, oh, he's the color yeah, commentator. Watch out the way I you was say like, it. whoa, what? Yeah, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I better circle I was back like, and thinking, correct myself. thinking, should I mention this? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, James McAvoy, who played Professor X in the X-Men movies. Well, the ones where he was an old Professor X. Of course, that was Patrick Stewart. But the other guy's James McAvoy. That's right. The first thing uh, I think most of us saw him in was Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where he was Mr. Tumnus, like the little good oh, man. Oh, yeah. Remember? That was like his very first. He was he, he was, was a hot Mr. Tumnus. Is that, is what, that what you call them? Yeah, goat people. Okay, that he was a satyr. Goat people. Oh, yeah. Mr. Tumnus is hot. Yeah, Mr. Tumnus could get it. Mm-hmm. Tum-tum. Uh, James McAvoy, <laughs> 43 today. Comedian and uh, former, uh, I think, Marine Corps veteran, Rob Riggle, is 52. Marine Corps, he was a, a chef, I believe. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But also like an active duty sergeant, maybe? Rob Riggle, 52 uh, today. And a birthday for lead singer of The Cure, Robert Smith, who is 63. I guess, Joanna, if you had been in high school in the 80s, I think you would have been a big fan of The Cure. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I had a Cure shirt in high school. <laughs> oh, you did? Even, did though, yeah. even though it was the 2000s and it not was. the 80s? Yep. Yeah. I can totally see Joanna wearing... Just like big hoop earrings and like, what, what would you say cure people wear? Feathers? Do goth. They, goth. Yeah. yeah, I think of goth. Feathers. But I, feathers, yeah. <laughs> Dark ones. No, you can't wear feathers anymore. The guy from Greta Van Fleet had to apologize for wearing feathers because it was Native American appropriation. Oh so he God. had to make a donation oh, right. to some charity or a casino or something, I guess. Did you read about that? No, but I mean, I, I have seen people not are apologizing for wearing feathers like that. <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, I know it's an Indian thing, but I figured it was probably just a hippie thing, too. <laughs> right. Uh, so Robert Smith, The Cure 63 today. Andy McDowell from Four Weddings and a Funeral, Groundhog Day, is 64 today. And she is a silver-haired fox. Oh, is her hair silver now? Yeah. She's still got it, though. Yeah. Tony Danza is 71. He is one of the most versatile actors. Hey! Tony Danza. Hey! He played Tony on Taxi. Tony on Who's the Boss. Tony on the Tony Danza Show. And Tony Sr. on The Good Cop. So you could tell he's really stretched his legs a lot in his acting career, Tony Danza. Hey! Was that his say? You think that yeah, was his that, saying? That's it. Hey! hey. Punk, uh, I think they call him the godfather of punk. Iggy Pop, 
turned 75 today. And the Queen of England is still, well, I don't know if she's still standing. She's still alive, though. She just had her birthday. Today. Yeah. 96 years old. Uh, So, happy 96 to the Queen. You know, I just saw something. Do you think Iggy Samaniego, our friend, Iggy's not his real name. Like, it I don't think no- Iggy Pop's real name is Iggy Pop either. Okay. I don't think his name is actually Iggy. I, bu- I bet Iggy got it from Iggy Pop because there's nothing related to to Iggy for him. There's nothing. Is our friend Iggy really into like the Stooges or something? Yeah, I think he was. Like into punk? Yeah, he was into punk. Okay. 186 years ago on this date in 1836, Americans led by Sam Houston defeated Mexico... At San Jacinto, assuring Texas independence. That was uh, the Battle of San Jacinto, 800, 800, 1836. There we go. Jeez. And uh, yesterday was 420. Everybody who observed uh, 420... Which I'm sure you didn't do in Texas, since it's not legal in Texas. That's but right. uh, in New Mexico, you might be aware of what 421 is all about. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Look how good that Snickers looks. <laughs> Look, that is a veiny Snickers. I did. I knew that. Okay, so we're going to talk about the the veins on Snickers because, mm-hmm. well, Joanna, what were people saying about it yesterday? Um, people thought that the veins were gone. And apparently that's one of people's favorite parts of Snickers. Well, an all an all smooth an all smooth <laughs> Snickers would look very very weird. So it, it would like yeah. this is the this is what was posted that got everything. Where's the picture? I swear to God, they the had, yeah. There you go. Smooth one. The the super smooth Snickers with no veins on it. It is kind of gross without the veins. And people were saying. Well, now it's gross that I know that people call them D-veins on Snickers. Oh, just you wait until you hear what people were saying. All right, let's hear. So Snickers had to shut down these rumors that they had deveined the chocolate oh, bars. part of it was also that this was part of cancel culture because yes. the woke mob was offended by having penis veins on a candy bar. Those liberals just canceling all our D-veins. Well, I, I, I saw True. a lot of comments about... Wokeism and cancel culture taking away the D veins on Snickers, right, Joanna? <laughs> yes. So that's, that's a big totally part of correct. This yeah. And it also because M and M's had already announced that they were making over their M and M's, like the green and brown M and M's. The lady M and M's not even going to wear high heels anymore. <laughs> you remember that thing, right? From a couple months ago. So then this picture of this <laughs> unusually smooth Snicker that is Snickers bar smooth. surfaces. Yeah. And it launched fans into a frenzy with one tweeting, that just doesn't look right. Mm-mm. And another said, the veins give the bar an identity. However, the Mars brand was quick to shut down the false rumors, telling Twitter, good news. Contrary to what's trending on Twitter, the veins remain. And from there, <laughs> other yeah. candy companies joined in on the fun. Twix wrote, close call, to which Snickers responded, waiting for the day you show yours off. And then I realized... <laughs> 
Oh my God, Twix also has veins on them. <laughs> they do. Okay, when we're talking yes. about veins, you know what? It's it's either part like of the, the layering chocolate, of the chocolate right. process, or I suspect it's not a necessarily a thing, but it's just like a, an aesthetic thing they do. Right. Or it could be, you know, but texture. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. like my first my <laughs> first assumption would be texture. when they first started making Snickers, you know, the process. The chocolate getting on the nougat and everything mm -hmm. left those veins on it. And now they probably... Right, like in the commercials, it shows it like laying down the chocolate on the bar. Yeah, and right. And it gives it like this nice little vein. Buzz was just saying, he was he was like, I didn't even know these have veins. No, no, no. I said not like in that picture. No, I was like, that's not, that's that's not normal. That's normal, like, Buzz. I was, it should look like that. Like, yeah. like a Snickers bar? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you. You know, we've had a lot of penis talk this week. A lot. Probably too much. <laughs> well, we had a whole segment about sizes. <laughs> so then Skittles jumped in the what, what does Skittles have to say? In and all they this? wanted to remind consumers there's no need to worry about encountering any suggestive veins on their candies. But they yeah, have they're all a, smooth. They, they have, have a, a smooth one. They have surface. a very they have a very woke agenda, I feel like. All the, all the different colors. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Yeah. What's a gay flag look like? Right. Then the brand. Rainbow. Right. <laughs> so then the brand also offered a truly staggering amount of innuendo filled replies to users, like one who said, Can you smack my face with it? Oh, God. <laughs> to which Snickers replied, uh, They replied uh, to that? They did. Only if you take me on a date first. Wow. I love the people who run like social media these accounts. Social media accounts for these places, like the Wendy's one, is always great. Do you think you would do really well at that job, Jenna? Yes. Being Snickers, let me work for be your Twitter responder. <laughs> Being sarcastic to people on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Snopes anyway. debunked the rumor, noting that the <laughs> noting that the vein has been an online joke about the candy bar since at least two thousand nine. Oh, look at that. Uh, the nope. freakishly smooth-looking Snickers bar was posted soon. The internet brought forth a fake news article reporting that the woke mob had forced Mars Incorporated's <laughs> hand in smoothing out the suggestive veins on their <laughs> Snickers bar. Snickers ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Snickers. Was that one of the comments? Yes. That had to be one of the comments. Snickers really satisfies. Isn't that their really? actual... Oh, my God, I think it is. That's their actual thing, right? Snickers. Yeah, really satisfies you. <laughs> that's their slogan? Yeah. And nobody thought to use that. Surely they must have, right? When you're not you, when you're hungry. That's what it used to be. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're out there playing like Betty White. Yeah. Those commercials. You want Snickers? Satisfies you is from like the 80s. <laughs> Snickers really satisfies you. I remember that one. <laughs> anyway, Snickers and their D veins not going anywhere. Thank God. The uh, mass singer last night finally got around to Rudy Giuliani. Bad to the bone. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, who was a former New York attorney general or a district attorney, I believe. He was former New York City mayor. Mayor, yeah, he, was a, he was a U.S. Uh, district attorney. attorney. Yeah, USDA.
And uh, now he's also got Insurrectionist on his resume, uh, was the jack-in-the-box on The Masked Singer. Here's Rudy Giuliani talking about why he w- he decided to do The Masked Singer. Well, that's actually sweet. Like treason. Give it a shot. You never know <laughs> it until you try it. And uh, here's the moment that Judge Kim Jong said that he was done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to watch this crap. Dang. You know why I think he sounds like a pretty decent, like he was kind of singing all right? Because he was on time. He was on the right, you know. No, he was. He was. Yeah, he Are was. you crazy? He was on time. He was with the beat. Yeah, you just sing after it goes dun 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 dun. That's you all you s- need. That's right. Um, let's hear some from the Johnny Depp $50 million civil lawsuit against his ex, Amber Heard. Uh, Johnny Depp says that Amber Heard, his ex, was great for like a year, year and a half, but then after the year and a half mark, he realized that she had a need for conflict and violence Hmm. in her life. Wow. Do you want to hear Johnny Depp talking about the security guard finding fecal matter in his bed? This is the one Mm. where he, he accused Amber... Of it being human doo-doo, mm-hmm. not dog doo-doo. Uh, so this is the poop incident that Johnny Depp talked about. Uh, this is the incident in which Johnny's security guard found feces on his side of the bed days after they'd had an argument and Amber had gone away to Coachella. Okay, so Johnny Depp has said under oath on the stand... Yeah, that was human poop. There's no way it could come from. It weighed four pounds. The poop was four pounds. Four pounds, you guys. I'm sorry. Listen, this is obviously this is gross. This is very toxic, toxic relationship. Definitely. Do I think that Amber Heard is toxic? Yes. Do I think Johnny Depp is toxic? Definitely. But what a ride it is. But I think that. Like, but before this, I think Johnny Depp had the worst image or looked worse. And I think this is going to help yeah, level the playing field. It's having the effect, which is not to win $50 million no. from his ex. It's not to win this defamation suit. The effect it's having is he's getting to point out, yeah, this was a bad relationship. Both of us had problems. But he's making the point, I never I never struck her. I never, you know. <laughs> he's off anything. She hit me. Yeah, well, it sounds and they, like a- they played court. This was, they, they're calling it right. a bombshell recording. Of bombshell. Amber- it came out a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, it did come out a few years, <laughs> but they have the audio of Amber Heard admitting, yeah, that she hit Johnny Depp. <laughs> it was just a hit. I, I know. I laid my hands so, on you. Amber, did you, is this column up? It should be. The one I wrote about Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay, so check it out at buzzadam at uh, klaq.com. I don't think he's intending to win this case. I don't think he believes that he could win this case because specifically, and Amber Heard's lawyers were very clear to the jury, this is only about the op-ed piece she wrote for the Washington Post back in 2019 in which she talks about domestic abuse, but she doesn't name Johnny Depp. Yeah. She doesn't name... She doesn't accuse him directly of anything. So I think the whole point is that Johnny Depp will eventually get the lawyers Amber Heard to say on the record and under oath that op-ed was not about you. Because that's all they have to say to win the suit. Mm-hmm. is Now, because it's protected speech. 
It's free speech. And if she didn't name anybody, which she didn't, I think this whole thing is about kind of rehabilitating his image. And also, he probably really doesn't want people thinking that he was a, uh, a spousal abuser. Uh, do you want to hear about the severed fingertip? Sure. Because Johnny uh, Depp talked about that. Yes. So part of the thing was that uh, Johnny Depp suffered a severed fingertip because, I guess, Amber threw a vodka bottle. Well, we didn't know in the reporting of this, it could have been, did he cut his own off? or No. Right. It's that she threw a bottle and it cut his hand so bad that he had, that his, he lost the tip of his finger. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. You can find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. And Joanna, what's the uh, what's the corner it's on? Because it's close to your house. Dyer and Monroe. All right, Dyer and Monroe for Pumping Ink Tattoo, sponsors of this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Justin Underwood is here for Ask a Lawyer, so we're going to open up the phone lines and let me give out that number if you want to call. If you have a legal question, this is not the same uh, as a legal consult. Well, it's similar. I mean, sort of. It's <laughs> sort of. a question. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but not the same thing as a full-on uh, consultation. Right, but if absolutely. you need pointed in the right direction, you can give us a call. Talk to Justin Underwood from the uh, law offices of Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers. 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. Let us know what you want to know about, and uh, Justin will give you an answer. Good morning, good everyone, morning. by the way. Good morning. How are you? There was something I did want to discuss before we before we start. Is That'll take a minute to get the calls anyway, so. Johnny Depp is no more. <laughs> he he doesn't Johnny Depp does not exist anymore. He has just disappeared into he this is, character. He is Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> is he doing Jack Sparrow? Did, or did is it, he doing some kind of weird Orson it, Welles? It sounds like uh, there was fecal matter in the bed. <laughs> that just I don't know. He's he's I think it's <laughs> this is some of the best acting he's ever done. Honestly, I didn't hear any anything else other than fecal matter in the bed. What did you hear? My theory I, that Johnny Depp is suing over an opinion piece in which she didn't name him. Correct. And she didn't level Correct. any accusations. Correct. I don't think that necessarily he wants to win the case as much as he wants to get them on record saying right. this. These allegations weren't against you. I mean, $50 million to Johnny Depp, the guy's worth what? Half a billion or something like that? He's, I mean, you can't get much more successful than Johnny Depp has been in Hollywood, for sure. Justin, maybe you could explain the process of discovery. Like, the fact that they're suing each other, do they get to go into each other's lives and emails? Yeah, so so when you see, in civil suits, um, you know, when you file, there's a discovery control plan. Um, It depends on the amount of the damages that are are sought to be recovered. In Texas, there's one, two, and three, depending on, on the amount of money. Um, and then after you file that, uh, you get to take debt positions at some point. Debt positions. Uh-huh. Hey, did you give your debt position? <laughs> oh, my God. Debt position. Yeah. So you do get to – each lawyer gets to file uh, – we call them written in interrogatories. You send them to the other side, and you basically say, provide a list of X, provide a list of Y. Let me see this. this. Let me see that. Yeah. Let, we want to go through that. Right. So 
At the beginning of the trial, before uh, before uh, Johnny Depp or anybody uh, had taken the stand, Amber Heard's lawyers told the jury, listen, this is only about this article in Washington Post. Nothing else. This whole case is only about this. They could wrap it up by getting up and saying, Ms. Depp or Ms. Uh, Heard, were you writing about Johnny Depp? No, I wasn't. Sure. That wins the case, right? Well, it depends on if that will satisfy... Uh, the damages that have been done. Captain Jack and his lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's what they're after. Because, I mean, Captain Jack, is he's very familiar with being slapped by, by multiple women, right? Like, we've seen that in He's gotten slapped. In in, he even got slapped in Mordecai, which nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never even heard of that. Uh, Johnny Depp was born in Kentucky and grew up in Florida. Now, uh-huh. which part of Kentucky or Florida uh-huh. have that accent? No, this is, is a panhandle accent for sure, man. <laughs> the, the other thing it reminds me of is... We were 90 miles outside of Barstow. Yeah. And then the bats. This is bat country. Bat country. Right. I was wondering, is he doing kind of like a mix of Captain Jack and Hunter S. Thompson? It, it sounds like it, together. right? Well, it must have rubbed off on Amber Heard because they played this audio of her admitting that she had hit sure. Johnny Depp. And it sounds like whatever weird accent, she's not from England either. No, no. So it, <laughs> Sounds like an admission to me. <laughs> right. I can. Pl- I think I can place the accent. But she's it's not Atlantean. On, this trial is not about <laughs> if he, if she hit him or he hit no, her. It's no. about I, the I, op-ed. I would only. tend to agree with you. Uh, okay. You ready to get some uh, phone calls going? Sure, Let's get a absolutely. Couple. Remember, uh, ask Justin Underwood. He will give do best, absolutely, to give you uh, at least point you in the right direction, if not answer the question fully absolutely and here is juan who's got uh, a home insurance question hi juan hey justin good morning um, juan good morning hey buddy it's your wrestling buddy from hanks high school <laughs> what's going on brother how you doing man doing good doing good hey question for you yes my sir parents, um they had some leakage some uh probably towards the end of the summer on one of the rainy days that we had okay and so we called the insurance company, and I called a roofing company, and they came out at the same time. Their adjuster came out. There was, according to the adjuster, some damage for the leakage around some of the, the vents and the skylights, but there was no damage to the rest of the roof. But the roofer was like, no, there is. There's hail damage all well, over. Well, of course. And he pointed it out, took pictures, circled it, marked it with chalk, we submitted. He did a, I guess his claim part. Uh huh. We submitted it, and they didn't. They, and let they me guess. They, 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 they. I was gonna say they denied giving you a new roof. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of times, what happens? So we. I've actually had this happen to us. You know, houses in El Paso. We're not used to the rain, right? So occasionally we you know we have leaky roofs so what happens is the insurance adjusters will come out and there's something called normal wear and tear right so yes when we do when we get hailstorms here it also you know it's there's not a standard threshold for these these insurance agents right um long story short is they can kind of on their own assess damage now does the insurance company want to pay out for a new roof well i think you know the answer to that does the roofer want them to pay him for a new roof well i think you know the answer to that so the roofer is more likely to find that it does need a new roof but the insurance company i mean if you've got if you've got a couple of you know issues with the roof or nicks in the in the shingles or or whatever 
um, they're they're, they're going to say that's normal wear and tear. Unless you have something like crazy wrong with it, um, if the insurance company can justify that it's normal wear and tear, which it sounds to me like they did in this case or in this situation, they're going to deny it. So the only okay. uh, the only thing you can do really is, I, I mean, you can appeal to the insurance company, but what I would do is the more roofers you have concurring that you need a brand new roof, um, the better off you're going to be when you try to try to renegotiate or, or try to appeal that to to the adjuster supervisor or the super adjuster or whoever they are. But the, and the other question is, how old is the current roof? I think it's more than 15 years since they had it done. Okay, yeah. So the, a lot of those roofs are 30-year roofs. Um, right. And so all of those things are taken into consideration when you deal with them. So oh, it's if, frustrating. If it's, when it you is. pay your insurance you know, every month and you keep it up, and then finally it's like, well, I'm going to finally use my insurance. And then they always have we a deal reason with not to do it. Insurance companies You guys do it all the every day. day. How, uh, Justin, let me ask you. How how much results does it get when it when they get a call from a lawyer? Much, I mean, do they a just, lot better. Do they roll over? No, or? they don't roll over. But they start. You will notice an immediate change in how the adjuster is dealing with your case. Yeah, they'll treat you one way as the customer. Absolutely. One, but if they talk to an attorney that you've retained, it's, it takes yeah. on a whole different. Well, color. I, I mean, here's the thing: and a personal individual. Um, what are the chances they're actually going to file suit against you? Well, they're hoping you just go away. Right? Absolutely, right? Absolutely. And it, by having somebody call up an attorney, it's like, oh, this person is not just going away. Right. And deal with it in a, a lot, different way. Absolutely. And a lot of times on, on insurance cases, like on our personal injury cases, you know, the lawyers don't get paid unless the client gets paid. So how much more incentive do you think that the lawyers have to go after the insurance company who has billions and billions of dollars because they make it the law that you have to have insurance, especially for cars, right? Um, and so, you know, when they start dealing with an attorney, they're like, okay, so we've got to the point that they have somebody yeah. retained involved. Does that help out, Juan? Yeah, um, definitely. Okay, man. Thanks for the call. Say hey to your family, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate it. One thing that I get tired of hearing in El Paso is, well, we don't get a lot of rain. <laughs> we'll build it like we are. You right. Know? You know, just right. go ahead and do the standard thing. It doesn't you do mean we don't get Kansas. any rain. And, you know, in July and August, it really rains here. I'm, all, yeah. you know, every other day, every three days. And then when we do get those storms, the wind and the hail here is just. It's the know. same thing I hear every time there's like 30 minutes of rain and they're potholes in the street and there's no you know it's not running off and then they're like well we're just not ready for it in El Paso right. it's like well you know that it does rain sometimes so like why I, don't you just build like they do in other places where it rains thank you my other thing is like how many times are they going to fix I-10 before it'll quit <laughs> flooding uh, let's go with one more call before we have to take a break then we'll come back uh, so if you're on hold sure. we're, get, we're definitely getting to your call uh, but we'll have to take a break after this one it's Jeffrey hi Jeffrey you're on with Justin Underwood ask a lawyer go ahead uh, so I have a car that was registered when I pulled it out under me and my ex-girlfriend and uh, basically I'm trying to I can't renew the registration because uh, she has tickets that are unpaid for uh, me and her had domestic violence and stuff like that for many, many years. I'm no longer with her. Basically, I'm 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 in the situation where I can't register my car, and I I'm about you. to pay it off. 
And I'm wondering if I need to sue her or how I go about getting her name off my the title of my you car. You want her off the title of your car. Typically, what I would tell you to do is refinance it under your name only. How many? How many? How long? I'm sorry. How long until the the car's paid off? Uh, it'll be done in August of this year, and I've been paying it since like 2017, mm. and I already refinanced it. But it was with when I was with her. Yeah, so. yeah. So typically, a lot of like you know, in divorce cases with a house or whatever, you you refinance the house and you finance it only under yourself and you remove the other person from the, the title. You can do the same with the car. Did you I've, go in with it together? Did she pay for part of the car? No, I've been paying for it since day one. Um, have you gone on uh, DP the DPS website to look for uh, title changes for your vehicle? I, I have not. Basically, what they told me is that I needed to get something signed, like a power of attorney or something. Yeah, I, I mean, there. okay, so there's something in Texas called power of attorney to transfer motor vehicle title. Um, anytime you buy a car or sell a car to a dealership, you'll sign one. Um, here's the issue with that. Do, do you still talk to her? No, no, no. We have no contact. I'm in a custody battle with her. I'm like, it's been domestic Okay, well, let me ask this question. Do you? Does she have a lawyer, and do you have a lawyer? Uh, I have a lawyer, and yes, she does, I believe so. There you go. Ask the lawyers to get her to sign one. That way you don't have to deal with the it. The lawyers that are already involved yes. and know the particulars yes. of the case. Could she go in and refinance the car since her name's on the title she, and take it away from him? I mean, him? she could, but, you know, the facts are he's... Were you guys married? No, we weren't. We how, worked together how long? for about seven years. Okay, well, That's probably have your lawyers told have have your have your lawyers told you that it's a uh, you know um, like a divorce type situation? Uh, no, nothing like that. But right now we are like I said, fighting for I'm fighting for custody I would, of my son. I would absolutely do this. Time. I would ask your lawyer, Jeff. I would ask your lawyer uh, about that because. The, I mean, most of us have forms on our, our computers where we can just basically pull up the software and fill in the blanks. Um, and so if you would ask your lawyer for it, it's called a power of attorney to transfer motor vehicle title. That's exactly what it's called. But since you've already got an attorney, probably just Absolutely. use that. That, that, that way you don't have to approach her at all. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, because it could lead to you know an argument. Absolutely, and then it's her car as well. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, you've made all the so community property. You know, it does apply to marriages. Um, she didn't so, put any of the da- like any money down on it or anything. No. Right, but okay, if it was okay, bought okay, during okay. a domestic partnership or common law marriage, as, as we call them, if, if there is established in a, a common law marriage, like if you've lived with someone for more than you know three years or whatever, and you've referred to each other as spouses, you have a child together, some courts in Texas could construe that as a as a um, common law marriage, which requires an actual divorce, which requires an actual separation of property. I so think you ought to, while you talk to your lawyer, Jeffrey, I, I think you ought to ask him if you need to get a divorce. Oh, like, no, if, if that's a thing, you don't think so? No, I don't think so, but uh, like I said, the car was purchased in Arizona. Where, and, yeah, where that doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. We buy, right. you know, the, the funny part is we buy our vehicles in Arizona, too. Yeah, you got to go there to get a Rolls Royce for you rich lawyers, I bet. If I had a Rolls, <laughs> if I had a Rolls, I wouldn't be hanging out with y'all. Ah! <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeffrey. Uh, best of luck. It. Take All care, right. Jeff. Good luck, man. Let's take a break. We got two more calls at least. Uh, telephone number is 915-910-4995. That's 910-4995. I think I have come up with the foolproof 
defense against like probable cause if an officer says your car smells funny. Okay. Okay. I'm all ears. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you when we get back. The Buzz right? Adams defense yeah. when we return. How many how many cases where they're like, hey, we need to step out of the car. We need to, you know, we suspect marijuana because we smell marijuana. Oh, all the time. That's probably all like the, lo- a lot in, of the in way In Texas, goes. if you smell marijuana, you have probable cause to search the What vehicle. if I told you I have an idea that you could say, you could present this, and I'm, they would say, okay, we no longer have probable cause. I have the commercial crew ready to go. Right on. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to get right back to uh, your phone calls for attorney Justin Underwood from the law offices of Wyatt Underwood Trial Attorneys. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Follow them on social media or go to their website, pumpinginktattoo.com. And I think I have really cracked something. It's like a get out of trouble card if you're ever pulled over and an officer says your car smells like your your car smells funny. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, let me get out of here. I'm all ears. Let me leave the studio just real quick. I already told Nico. Uh but let's get to our calls. I don't want to keep anybody waiting <laughs> any more than they have to. Uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. You're on with Justin Underwood. Go ahead. Okay, so my daughter has a, a newer car, 2020. We uh, They bought it off the, the dealer. Okay. And uh, she, she gets her maintenance done religiously. So she went to one of these, um, like, quick loop places around town. Uh-huh. And then within a couple of days, uh, the car, you know, died on her. So, you know, we have the warranty on it since it's a new car, and we took it to the dealership. And then with all the COVID stuff happening, the dealership took about three months to really look at it. Right. And they ended up uh, diagnosing the car that um, that the oil place that we took it to uh, forced um, the oil filter into the, the engine block, which oh, caused yeah. it to get clogged up, and it seized the engine. So now um, we have to pay $11,000 to, to get the engine replaced, but... So we have the receipt. They the 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 dealership diagnosed that it was their negligence, their fault. So my question is now: Should I approach the the that oil place uh, with a lawyer or? Wait, yeah, the, I, the I, dealership. Absolutely. You didn't have the oil change done at the dealership. You had it done at, at an at oil a, change right. place. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You, especially if the dealer. I mean, you took it to a dealer, right, to, for them to to diagnose the problem with the engine block. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what I would tell, and it's a 2020 car, so it's not like it's. I mean, it's it's still pretty new. Um, I would with if you can get. You're going to have to get something in writing and get something from the dealer if you can do it. If not, you're going to have to get an attorney who does that. Um, But I would tell you, if you've got proof, if you've got people who are, you know, who are experts like the mechanics at the dealer, I would absolutely say those guys are probably qualified to to answer questions about auto mechanics, specifically with that vehicle. If you can get them to concur that what happened was that the, the people who did the oil change um, that there's a direct correlation between the time that that happened and when the vehicle uh, engine uh, seized. Um, you may have a, a civil case there for some damages against that that oil change place. Obviously, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, hefty. if it was eleven hundred dollars, I would tell you just forget it because it's not worth it. Eleven thousand. Eleven grand is absolutely worth it. 
Okay. If you, right. I awesome. tell you what, and I, I have a friend who, who would probably take that case. If you'll shoot me an email, Chris, WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com, just shoot me an email, and I will, I will steer you to, to my buddy who does property cases like that. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. You got it, man. Have a good right. day. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. Have a good morning, guys. Thank take you. care, man. We'll see you later. That's so sad that like this girl who religiously takes care of her car. Yeah, yeah is going to have something happen to it when, yeah, she, when she gets it taken care of. And it sounds, I mean, how many oil changes are done a day in right. the United States? How many times do you think that'll happen? Like one in 500,000? Right, exactly. I mean, those, those odds are. But, you know, if, if that is really the case of what happened, there could be some negligence on part of, of the oil change place. Here is Gabby. Hi, Gabby. You're on with Justin Underwood. Hey, Gabby. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up? So I have, um, it's more of a uh, personal question for Mr. Underwood, but it is still something that I can only ask a lawyer. Okay, (laughs) go go for it. Um, So I have um, a daughter that is getting ready to graduate high school, and she actually uh, was, uh, you know, telling her dad and I that she was considering going into law. Okay. Is this something that you would recommend um, for for somebody, uh, as, you know, long term? Obviously, I mean, uh, is this a job that you enjoy? <laughs> In other words. So let me tell you, I absolutely love, I love my job. I love my job. Is it stressful? Sure, it's stressful. Most jobs are stressful. But I will tell you, I have not, other than my kids um, and, and my family, I have never had more fulfilling experiences than helping people like we do. Um, you know, we have so many clients who are, you know, who are great people who do one dumb thing in their whole life and helping them be able to put their lives back together and, and people who are, who are in other kinds of trouble or it is an extremely fulfilling job. Let, let me ask you a question, Gabby. I'm sure you've gotten in arguments with your daughter before. Yep. Does she win many of the arguments? Because that would be a good yeah. sign she's no. going to be successful. No. <laughs> she does not win the arguments. Well, they will teach her. <laughs> they will teach her how to do and, and that. that. And that's one thing that I that I talk to her about. You know, I tell her, you really have to reword the, the argument you're trying to present here. You know, you're not doing this correctly. You know, you're not... Yeah. And I'm right, talking, Gabby. But I'm trying I, to poach her into it. I will tell you this. They do teach a lot of that. You know, it also depends on what your undergraduate degree is. Um, but they will teach you that. Is she is she a shy person? No, no, she's not a shy good. person. Good, good. If you're, she's, a good, long, she's it, a good student, and I know that she would be successful. I just don't um, – I'm, I'm seeing this as a point of view of a woman as well sure. that may eventually sure. want a family – um, you know, all yeah. of the above. Is no, you know what? That you would recommend as for for your daughter if you have a daughter. You know what I mean? I, I would tell my daughter. I, I will give your daughter the same advice that I'm going to give Avery when she gets older. Follow your heart and do what makes you happy. If that's the law, then do it. If it's going to medical school, do it. If it's painting, if it's painting. Do it. If it's it's telling jokes, do not do it at all. (laughs) Don't listen Listen, to Nico for advice. I think you should be very proud. I know I've got got kids in high school, and the farthest thing from their mind is what am I going to do with my life after I get out of college, and that your daughter's already thinking ahead is a great sign. Oh, yeah, she definitely is. And and they pressure them a lot in school. She's doing a lot of good things in her life and all of the above. Um, Does she graduate this year? 
Um, actually, she's in one of those early college programs. Okay. She's going to, uh, she's going to graduate with her associates before she graduates wow. with her high school diploma. And she'll be able to go to UTEP before she even graduates high school. Well, so and you, so listen, UTEP also has a pre-law society. And I would encourage her when she gets to UTEP to get in contact with those people and, and start doing that. I would also encourage her to, uh, you know, through that society, try and do speech and debate um, because those are really, really good things. And the other thing I would tell her, um, you know, don't be afraid of taking like theater classes and public speaking classes. It's very, very under um, emphasized. Are you suggesting that speaking. an attorney at law might use theatrics? Well, the I've been thing? watching Better Call Saul. I've never <laughs> 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 All right, Gabby, Gabby, I think you should be very proud. Yeah, do do what makes her Thank happy. You. That's the most important thing in the world. All right. Thanks, Gabby. Yes. Thank you very much. My favorite courtroom moment of all time is from Brady Bunch. Where there's somebody who's claiming like a personal injury and they got their head and neck brace. Uh-huh. And Mr. Brady, who's not even a lawyer, right. he's an architect. Right. He stands right. up and he throws his briefcase on the ground and the guy turns around and looks at it and the judge dismissed. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Can you believe I've never seen Better Call Saul? I mean, I watched no. Breaking Bad twice, but I'd never seen it because you know it's on Netflix now, so right. you can watch it. So I'm like I just started season four, so nobody tell me. Season anything. four of Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul, yes. Yeah. Justin, what's the best TV show about the law? <sighs> Allie Brady Ma- Bunch. Allie I McBeal? I never watched Allie <laughs> McBeal. Um, L- L.A. Law? L.A. Law was, I remember seeing it when I was little, yeah. but I don't really Boston remember. Legal. Content. Boston Legal. Boston Legal was pretty good. good. Um, I will tell you, there's a really good movie everything in that would defense. be a, a like an hr harassment case everything that happened in boston yeah, legal yeah. The, I, the, the attorneys i'll <laughs> tell you two of my favorite movies because they're they're criminal defense uh a time to kill with mcconaughey nice and, and uh sandra bullock that's really good and the lincoln lawyer lincoln lawyer is outstanding is it outstanding movie but do you guys remember a movie called primal fear with richard yeah Gere? yeah sure it uh it came out when like VHS tapes were on, so that I'm dating myself. But that movie, Richard Gere, if you want to learn about the the, the craziness that can happen in, in criminal defense, it's a really good movie. Uh, Edward Norton too, I think. Yeah, Aaron. Uh-huh. Hi, Aaron. Uh, you're going to be our last caller, but go ahead. What do you got for us? Hello, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> There's, there's no A-Rod. I think we lost him. All right, well, fine. That gives me a chance to bring up. Here we go. How <laughs> to get out of a, if you're in a situation and a police officer says, your car smells like weed or marijuana, uh-huh. that's my probable cause. Yep. <laughs> Nico left. I, I was going to say, this must be good because Nico just left. I found this on Amazon. Let me see this. Yeah, read the bottle. Dank. Marijuana, I'm sorry, marijuana-scented air freshener. All you would have to do is, oh, officer, it's because I really like the smell of weed, oh so I God. use this air freshener that, that smells re- like weed. That really does smell like weed. Not that I know what weed smells like. Can I spray it in here? Sure. Make sure you spray it where Nico's going to be sitting when he does the news in a minute. <laughs> I don't think it matters what it smells like, because you've has- got, like... Yeah. A, a reasonable explanation for why you, you show them the bottle. It's because of this. Um, What do you think yeah, would happen? I still think they're going to search your car. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
I spent six bucks on that bottle. You know, since it, air fresh. it does smell. It does smell good though. Like it's not. No, Nico thinks it's toxic. He hates it. It's got like a. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. put it in my truck. So, but, but what I'm saying is, it's not. It doesn't smell like Nico's picking Come back in. The dark. in. Nico is green in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, he couldn't do it. Couldn't come in. <laughs> All right. Uh, Justin, thank you for dropping hey, by. Hey, thank you guys for having us. Please be good to each other out there. Don't forget, uh, you can find Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers at WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com. If you want a phone number, 915-485-9100. That's 485-9100 for Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers. And thank you, Justin Underwood, for dropping by today. Thanks, guys. See y'all later. Let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have news headlines. We've also got win them before you can buy them tickets for WWE today. In about 15 minutes, we're going to have the first cash code keyword. Don't forget, the GoFundYourself promotion is still going on. So every time you get a keyword, go to KLAQ mobile app. Look for GoFundYourself. It's got a money bag icon. The more keywords you enter, the more times you're entered to win the prize. Every day, it's a $2,000 prize. We get a $2,000 winner every day. Top prize money, $10,000. You could really go to town with $10,000. So go fund yourself cash code word coming up. Uh, Real quick before we get into the news headlines, uh, El Paso weather today. Today's not going to be a super windy day, but tomorrow is. So if you're looking uh, you know, to spend some time outdoors, you just kind of want to know what uh, the wind holds in store for us. Sunny today, 90 for the high temperature. Winds are going to get up around 10 miles an hour in the afternoon. Then tomorrow, we're seeing some high winds, especially in the afternoon, 30 to 40 mile an hour winds tomorrow for your forecast. 91 for the high on Friday. All right, time to get to news headlines with Nico Ajimian. And good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. A fire burning about 140 miles north of Phoenix, Arizona, is forcing some evacuations. Coconino County officials say the tunnel fire has burned over 16,000 acres near Flagstaff. More than two dozen buildings have been destroyed and nearly 800 homes have been evacuated. About 1,000 animals have also been evacuated from the areas. High winds are fueling the inferno's rapid spread. With at least 200 firefighters battling the blaze, it is still at 0% containment. Some flames are even reaching up to 100 feet, they say. The fire started on Sunday. Every time you mentioned that story earlier, and every time you mentioned animals having to be evacuated from a fire, all I picture is Pee Wee Herman running out of the pet store with all the snakes. <laughs> you know that scene? Mm-mm. What are you talking about? Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. A pet store catches on fire. Was he, he the weird guy that uh, oh rode a bicycle? Yep. You I, don't know who Pee Wee Herman is? I just thought he was creepy. Uh, I know who he is. He's the guy that was, uh, uh, he had fart powers in Mystery Man. Yeah, that's right. Good reference there. Right? I almost forgotten about Mystery Man. <laughs> I think everybody has. <laughs> uh, Victoria's Secret is unveiling the identity of its first ever celebrity male brand ambassador. For what? Victoria's Secret? Victoria's Secret. Victor's Secret? <laughs> Never have I ever actor Darren Barnett will be will help represent its new gender-neutral collection of shorts, t-shirts, sweats, and other apparel. Victoria's Secret plans to use Barnett to launch its new line of fleece shirt jackets this fall. 
Barnett shared the news on his Instagram account saying, I'm excited to be part of this. They're focusing a lot on mental health awareness, inclusivity, community, and I could not be more stoked about it. I'll be helping to launch more styles in their gender-free collection. Hmm. Oh, what a cutie. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Pull him up, Buzz. Let's see what he looks like. <laughs> I'll tell you if he's going to look good in a peekaboo teddy or not. <laughs> <laughs> Nico. Cool it. I think you just said a bad word, dude. Did you? No. Went shh like that. What's his name? Darren Barrett. Barnett. Did you, did you think I cussed right now? Yes. No, I didn't My cuss. heart sunk a little. Yeah, I thought I heard a F word get out. No. Shh. I can tell you, he probably would look good in a teddy. <laughs> he probably, he probably would, would actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buzz wasn't even disagreeing with yeah, you. <laughs> look at sure. that. Look at those abs. So gender neutral is not going to be like. Isn't like that gray? Lacy underwear. Um. No, I think boy shorts. Yeah. Right. Everybody can wear boy shorts, even girls. Buzz is like what? All right, Queen Elizabeth is celebrating her 96th birthday today in a quiet setting. Britain's longest reigning monarch. Yeah, she turned her hearing aids off. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me. What? 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 <laughs> Britain's longest reigning monarch traveled by helicopter to her estate at Sandringham, where she'll be joined by family and friends. The country estate is where Prince Philip spent much of his time until his death a year ago. Buckingham Palace released a photo showing the Queen with two ponies, reflecting her lifelong interest in horses. Queen Elizabeth II was born on April 21st, 1926. She ascended to the throne at the age of 25 when her father, King George VI, died unexpectedly in February of 1952. While she was on safari with her husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were newlyweds. Do you know this and just her because Father Jared Harris passed away? <laughs> yeah, it's all from the crown. It's all from the crown. Oh yes, how could I forget our British expert over there? Uh, we watched you... that season together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing about that. Okay. What? No, nothing. He still has Darren Barnett on the screen. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right. A new study. How about Hollywood? Uh, how about uh, Spencer's of Hollywood? Are they going to have any gender-neutral lingerie? Is that a lingerie store or a porn store? I don't even know if it still exists anymore. What is that? Spencer's of Hollywood? It's not Spencer's. Fredericks. Oh. Was it oh, Freder- Fredericks does exist. Yeah, because that is Megan a, Fox is an ambassador for it. I'm getting my mall stores confused. So there used to be <laughs> two lingerie stores. Okay. In the mall? Victoria's Secret was kind of like the high class one, and I'd always thought Fredericks of Hollywood was kind of the naughty one. But I don't know, man. They're all kind of naughty, aren't they? I couldn't go into those places. I just felt creepy being in like a women's underwear store. Well, when you well, wear a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the creepy part, bro. Stop doing that. <laughs> I got Spencer's gifts confused with Fredericks of Hollywood. <laughs> Spencers of Hollywood? Spencers. A Florida bride and her cater A Florida bride and her caterer are charged with serving drugged food at the wedding. About two months ago, first responders went to a Longwood wedding reception after multiple guests called 911. 
They complained of suddenly being dizzy and disoriented. According to the Seminole County Sheriff's Office, they claimed the food was laced with marijuana. Bride Danya Glennie denied the allegation, but testing food traces of weed, it, but testing found traces of weed in not the brownies or pastries, but the lasagna and bread served for dinner. Now she and caterer Jocelyn Bryant are charged with tampering, negligence, and delivery of marijuana. You know who used to drug a lot of people without their knowledge? Bill Cosby. CIA. Well, Bill Cosby. (laughs) What? And the CIA. We all had different answers. (laughs) I said Bill Cosby. You you both said Bill Cosby, but the CIA, when they were developing, like, LSD, they were trying to get to a truth serum, you know, that they could give people. So they they would spike people at parties, even employees. They would... Called Project MKUltra. MKUltra. There you go. Yes, they were experimenting with LSD, which is water-soluble and can go right through your skin. And so they would put it on on phones. They would put it on, you know, all kinds of things in the office. Oh, snap. Right? Definitely, no matter, even if you know that somebody uh, is a marijuana smoker or user, you don't don't spike them without their knowledge. It is not cool. But it's Florida. You go with meth anyway. Maybe they were just trying to be chill, you know, cancel out the effects of the meth. Can I tell you, I will tell you one thing. I do know friends that have uh, family members that are are stressed out a lot. So my friends will, they may have given a gummy bear to their mom or their, you know, grandma just to calm them down. How did they work that? Hey, grandma, I want you to eat this one single gummy bear. Okay. Oh, yummy. And they weren't suspicious of anything. I'm not going to give you a bag of gummy bears. I want you to eat this one little gummy. Eat Why would I give you a bag of gummy bears? Start with the ear and then work yeah. your way forward. Take little bites, Grandma. All right. <laughs> How would you give someone an edible without their knowledge? Here, it was a gummy? eat this. You tell them it's melatonin. Just give them a gummy bear. Ah, tell them it's melatonin. Okay. So okay. Joanna makes a lot more sense than you do. Okay. Well, either way, we now, do you, or may do you not think have, that that's not cool, right? We uh, may or may not have, in a place where it's totally legal, have given my grandpa a gummy. Yeah, it is to- without him knowing what it was. No, but he was complaining like that his back hurt. We had to travel to Vegas. You just wanted to shut him and up. Didn't no, you? he was he couldn't sleep, so we gave him a gummy. Okay, that exactly thing that she just said. Tons of people say it. Tons of people do that. They say, uh, my, my grandparent, or they don't understand it, but they, it would make for them feel better. How yeah, is that? Yeah, he woke up and bought us pizza. Oh, that, right. How is like, a win-win for everybody? I had the best nap ever. What were you going to say? I had the best is... nap, and I really am hungry. <laughs> what were you going to say? How is that? How is that not what we're talking about? You don't drug somebody. It is. It, I think it, because I didn't drug everybody. Well, I, <laughs> you just drugged one person. I just drugged my grandpa. Well, and you needed a nap. You dosed it better than than this person. Yes, if you're thank if you're you. putting a ton of oil into lasagna, there's no way to really and control what are you the dosing. Them, like the kids at the party, kids stay away from the lasagna. Maybe they had what a wedding the where there were no girl, kids. Yeah, maybe they had a wedding with no kids, but right. But that's not because it could it could make you paranoid and give you terrible yeah, anxiety attacks normally differently to it. Exactly. But normally for people who do it normally, it can still give you anxiety and panic attacks. So to put it on unsuspecting people. I mean, have you heard the 911 calls of people thinking yeah. they're dying and they're like, I'm dying right now. Yeah, I think I'm dying. Don't do the, that to the, your guests. 
Agreed. The yeah. best call that I've ever heard group. about that was a cop. Right. Who, who him and his wife that he had taken it out of an evidence locker, so he knew that he had taken it, but still, something tells me it must have been it was an edible because. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cop calls and basically turns himself in because he's freaking out. So me bad. and my wife did this. Well, we I think, think we're dying. We think we're dying. We need help right now. So, yeah. all right. Russian President Vladimir Putin is claiming victory in Maripol, Ukraine. Putin has ordered his military to call off plans to storm the Azovstal, Azovstal steel plant in the besieged port city of Maripol. He says he wants to continue the secure blockade of Maripol, but the last Ukrainian fighters in the city are sheltering in the huge steel plant and reportedly with about a thousand civilians who are living in desperate conditions. Do you know what this whole situation makes me wish we had? Hmm. Like Avengers. Like this is the kind of thing you'd send. Not even the, the super Avengers like Thor. You'd just send Black Widow and Hawkeye. Take out Putin. This is like a super serious story about people who are literally in the last steel factory. They're all almost dying or yeah, dead. And Wouldn't it be great if you like... dropped off the X-Men to like come to the rescue? It's too bad we don't have real-life superheroes. Is focus, what I'm Buzz. I mean, these people could honestly die anytime. I wish that we had like actual superheroes that could go over. and like Literally, these people could just be murdered. and Yeah. And that's... That's not concerning to you? Yes. It is? You're sure? Yep. It doesn't seem like it. I was thinking in general, like, since this whole thing has started, that's the kind of, like, worldwide security threat. You you know these people are actually dying, right? Like, why are you joking about this? I'm not. You are. You're not. You're being flippant about it. All right. I apologize for that then. I'm just saying, if any situation you wish you had somebody who could go in and, like, take out the guy at the top, this is the situation. Dude. Not not cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Instead, Putin ordered military officials to block off this industrial area so that not even a fly can get through. Reports uh, say that Putin opted not to attack the building because he lacks the forces to defeat them right now. Maripol is considered a humanitarian catastrophe with nearly all buildings destroyed, including a maternity hospital and theater, yeah. both of which were bombed with civilians inside. Makes you rethink your last statement at all? Don't we have something like like a elite special forces that could just go in and take out Putin and like his top level cabinet? We don't have anything like that. All right. I I know we don't want to get involved officially, but don't we have any kind of black ops that could go in and? Don't you think we would have done that by now? Maybe not. Okay. Former Just President like they Barack let the o- Avengers do whatever they wanted to okay. do. We won't let our guys. Former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama are reportedly ending their exclusive podcast deal with Spotify. The Obamas originally signed the deal in 2019, but are getting out because of the exclusivity arrangement. According to Variety, two f- sources familiar with the situation say that the Obamas are frustrated by the exclusive terms, mainly because they want their pro- uh, their podcast programming to be distributed as widely as possible, like on all platforms, right? Right. The like, de- like the AfterBuzz, like the AfterBuzz, which you can get on all platforms, but especially the KLQ mobile app. The deal with Spotify expires in October, and the former first couple are shopping for new podcasting space right now. And former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly was caught on video ripping uh, JetBlue employee over his delayed flight. 
The Daily Mail obtained the footage that shows O'Reilly complaining about the three-hour delay to an employee at a kiosk, and the staffer says something muffled, which apparently set the former Fox host off. Hmm. He got the employee's badge info, and when the employee said something, O'Reilly cursed, calling him a scumbag, and said, don't talk to me like that. O'Reilly told the Daily Mail the guy was arrogant and falsely accused me of threatening him, and I said, you're lucky I didn't do that. Uh JetBlue hasn't commented yet. Big O'Reilly fan? No, but I can I can relate to being frustrated if you got a three hour delay. Yeah. But why take it? I mean, the guy at the kiosk isn't the one flying the plane, right? Exactly. Why, 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 take, why it out? take it out on the right. people that really can't do anything about it? A person who was smashing windows at the Peruvian ambassador's resident in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday was shot and killed by uniformed Secret Service Division officers, according to Metropolitan Police Chief Robert Conti. Conti said the suspect pulled a metal stake out on police officers. Are they saying whether this was like a, a random, like a crackhead crime or like a politically motivated, like they were targeting the Peruvian ambassadors? Uh... The suspect was shot following a confrontation in the backyard of the residence. Uh, the uh, the uh, suspect allegedly pulled a metal stake on police, um, but it, the motive remains under investigation. Adding that it's unclear if the suspect knew it was an ambassador's residence or not. Yeah, kind of weird though, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it could have just been like, like I say, like a random crackhead crime. Or it could have been like maybe a Peruvian dissident, or I, you know, you don't hear much about Peru. I don't know what they would have against the Peruvian ambassador. Yeah, right. I I would have no idea. And with the news, I'm Nico. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Get to some neckline calls that have been left on our recorded line. That is the neckline, which you can leave a message on at 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. We have a very wide variety of calls. (laughs) A few of them were like last minute Pleased to be included in our super secret invitation only 420 marijuana smoke out party. But you were out late last night because you had oh. comedy, right? Oh, what? What did you I think? I thought you guys were like partying it up. Oh no, man, Buzz didn't do anything. For I laid low for Stop. 420. Not one thing. He didn't do anything. You guys didn't even know where your super secret 420 smoke out party was. <laughs> well, it was so secret that they didn't tell us about it. <laughs> So tell me about your comedy show. So I had a comedy show last night at Old Sheepdog Brewery. Uh, Joanna, have you ever been there before? No, I haven't. It's uh, by Lincoln Park under the overpass. I'm not sure if you guys okay. are familiar yeah. with that area. Sure, with the basketball, basketball courts, courts and all the graffiti murals, art. All the cool murals and graffiti. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, Old Sheepdog Brewery, it's uh, this, you know, really just cool and a hip and cra- they do all craft beers They've they got, brew do they brew they there? brew there as well they've oh. got a whole room with like a stage and chairs and stuff um and it was it was packed it was packed yesterday for a comedy show uh with me uh it was it was otis iggy jerry carnes it was packed probably because people saw oh if nico's gonna be at it maybe that's where the secret 420s uh invitation only smokeout's gonna be no it was, this was, was a planned show was that where the the smokeout was yeah 
the thing that you're a part of? Yeah, was that where you ended up having it? I figured you just you went ahead and had it and just didn't oh let me God. know where it was. I didn't hear from you, so I figured, oh, they're just doing it without me. You guys, we got so many messages of people being like, let me into this party. It turns <laughs> out it was at the Sheepdog Brewery all along. Yeah. Or the... It was all just a ruse to get everyone to go to Nico's comedy show. <laughs> so, before we get to the neckline calls... Uh-huh. Uh, a few of the messages we're getting, uh, people are telling you that you don't know what Iggy stands for in relation to your your friend and comedy mentor, Iggy Samaniego. And well, they're saying you should know that it stands for Ignacio. Oh, no. I know that Iggy is... If His real name is not Ignacio. Oh, it's not. And if it was yeah. Ignacio, Ignacio, don't Nacho. you call him Nacho. Nacho. That's yeah. the nickname. No, his real name is not Ignacio. I'm not going to say his real name because he hates it. Um, Text me his real name. But, but, uh... Iguana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Iggy! That would make sense. But so this is what he tells me. somebody's telling you, oh, it's Ignacio. How do you not know that? But you're saying his first name is not not Ignacio. Ignacio. So I'm kind of wondering where he got that from. Um, Although I was told by his, by Devil and Chino, his other um, uh, cholo friends, that he was like a cholo that was a punk. That he had like pink mo a pink mohawk when he was a cholo, and um, Iggy did. Iggy, did you know that? Stop. Yeah, cholos have pink mohawks. He did. Yeah, and and you know how cholos wear socks like really long socks. Sure. His were like always like bright colored. <laughs> huh. You mean like with jean shorts? Like they wear the yeah jean shorts and really long socks white, white socks white usually. Up. Yeah, yeah, right. They're dickies. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Amber Heard is a toxic, gaslighting, narcissistic bitch, is one of the comments. Damn. Ooh, harsh for Miss Heard. Fred says, Nico and Jimmy, that was a great question. As soon as you asked, my app crashed. What was the show that Justin said was the best for the law? You asked him what was the best. Yeah, what's the best TV show about, about the law? Show. And I don't know. Did he ever he, he pin never it down? pinned one for a TV show. He did show. say that Boston Legal was good. Right. And he said he's watching. He's just now getting around to watching Better Call Saul. So don't anybody give Justin Underwood any spoilers for Better Call Saul. But he did give movies. <laughs> he said Primal Fear right. with Richard Gere was a really good one. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer and Lincoln was Lawyer. one he mentioned. Doesn't he drive and, a Lincoln in that? Yeah. Do you think that's why he's in those Lincoln ads? That was the tie-in. <laughs> they were like... Like, no, I'm he serious. He did this movie it's, as, it's, in a link. In right. A Lincoln. Why don't you be a lawyer? Why don't you just become our spokesperson for it? You could be like a Lincoln lawyer or something. Well, you know, <laughs> do you know that in that movie, the reason he's called the Lincoln lawyer is because he did all of his he law work out, out of his, his Lincoln. Car, yeah. It, oh, that about, makes sense. It is about his car. You didn't know that? No. Did you think he was like the lawyer for Abraham Lincoln or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought maybe his name was Lincoln. Can I tell you? Oh, and then somebody else brought up, uh, Nico. They must not have seen the always. It's always sunny in Philadelphia episode with the McPoyle wedding. <laughs> oh, about the wedding, uh, the bride that spiked the the, the food. The food. What uh, happens in that episode? So for the McPoyle wedding, the McPoyles are a family of bunch of weirdos and inbred weirdos. But at their wedding, 
everybody starts to go crazy and look like zombies and starts eating each other. Oh, yeah, I've seen that episode. And it's, I know I showed this. But it's because uh, the food was spiked with bath salts. One of the people that came put bath salts bath in. Bath salts get such a bad rap. <laughs> the one person you find defending bath salts still yep. is Buzz. Buzz. loved well, bath salts. Like, it makes you they, eat people's faces no, they, off. No, it doesn't. There was a case where one guy ate another homeless dude's face. Get, hold on. I'm being very serious. It was in Florida, of course. And everybody said, oh, he's on bath salts. The, the, the post-mortem toxicology report showed that the only uh, narcotic in his system was cannabis. Oh, so you're just but saying he not, had the munchies? Nope. But people didn't mm, make that joke. I could go for some face right now. <laughs> no, he had. It probably didn't have anything to do with the cannabis either. He was probably, you know, schizophrenic, or but it was not. It was not they did bath not salts? find bath salts in his system. Well, who knew the protector bath salts needed was Buzz, <laughs> the Guardian. It used to be legal. They sell it in truck stops to keep truckers. What awake. exactly is bath salts? Okay, okay, so okay, wait, wait. I can tell you. Yeah. Bath salts. Buzz knows about trying them before. Sure. They were legal. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not ashamed to but tell you. I will just I tell thought you it was the, like a caffeine history. pill. I'll tell you, no, it's not. I'll tell you the Okay, so you know what spice was, Joanna? Yeah. So spice was something head shops came out with that they put chemicals c- together mm-hmm. for for like wheat, wheat. to make up yeah, uh, wheat. It, it was very synthetic wheat. It okay. is. Bath salts were supposed to be synthetic. Cocaine. So you can't sell oh, cocaine okay. over the counter, but if you change a molecule here or a molecule mm-hmm. there, I guess you sell. You get that legal version. Like okay. So, so not anymore. Well, I mean, they made it. Bath. They made it illegal. Yeah. Did it look like cocaine? Yes. No way. Bath salts. The drug. <laughs> You're just gonna get things for, like bubble baths. <laughs> That's why I put the drug. Yeah. Oh, it does look like bath salts. Wait, it looks like bath salts. Yeah. Or it looks like cocaine. No, this what I'm seeing looks like bath salts. You're probably looking at a picture of bath salts. It says, what are bath salts? Drug facts. And then it has a little baggie of like little bath salt. <laughs> well, it's a very fine white powder. So if you're looking at anything uh, that isn't a very fine... Did you have to crush it up yourself? Nope. Okay. It I, already came crushed. Yep. I think we should just say it's probably a good thing it's illegal right now. Well, Did I, you cut it up with anything? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 do, do you want to know how, how you ingested it? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't snort it? Or? Right up the nose. That's no, exactly how you did it. it. Okay. You can rub then, it on your gums a little bit if so you want to. So then, Buzz, you go to a store, you buy bath salts. Yep. Then what happened? It's right next to the incense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not the most outgoing person in a public setting. I'm kind of okay. a wallflower. All right. Buzz is very shy. But if shy. I was like... It would strip all of that away. Kind of like people say with cocaine. Did you, now, did you have a pinky fingernail that you would get it from? Or like, did you go with the dollar bill rolled up? Oh my God. No, I didn't go with the dollar bill rolled up. Okay. I had a little silver straw. Stop it, guys. Oh, yeah, a little silver straw. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) Hey, man, it was legal. They sold it over the counter. They used to sell it at one of the kiosks at the outlet shops. Yeah. Uh, you mean the uh, outlet mall? The outlet mall on the west side. There was a guy. 
selling bath salts right there at one of the Get kiosks. Get bath salts, bath salts. So Get I didn't see it. Salts. It wasn't illegal. I didn't see it as doing anything wrong, and it would make me very, very outgoing to uh-huh. the point where I started annoying people, I feel like. So you know, you know how you're talking about spice was a synthetic marijuana? Uh-huh. Well, it was compared to the real thing. But okay. this, the bath salt? Yeah, I don't want to come off like I'm endorsing it because it is illegal now, but it was way better than what it was supposed to be. Okay, let me just say this. And the guy didn't eat his face because he was on bath salts. They proved that's not true. (laughs) Don't give my bath salts a bad name. I'm not going to let you sit here and and slander the good name of bath salts (laughs) by saying it turned the McPoyle's wedding into a zombie fest. It's not what happened. Any side effects? Absolutely. You might stay up for a day or two. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, let's just be clear. All of these things are terrible for you. Nobody should do them. Spice was the number one reason I would see military privates and people at Fort Bliss coming to the ER at UMC. Really? Yeah, because they get Uh drug tested all the time, and so they would try and do spice. Spice is a terrible thing. It's illegal for a reason. For better or worse, and I'll tell you, it wasn't illegal when I tried it. I'm glad it is. It is now. Yeah, it makes you eat faces. <laughs> what does? Faces. We're talking about spice now. Spice doesn't make you eat faces. Okay, yeah. Okay, no. then why did that guy eat that guy's face? Because he was an insane schizophrenic homeless guy. Wait, Probably. was there only one case of yes, face eating? There's there only hasn't one been like case five? And all of this stuff it stems from mm-hmm. that one case, and it came yes. back like a week later. They were like, no, we didn't find any. What if this is like a common side effect? Like it turns out like hundreds of people have been I eating can faces. Pro- I will bet you a th- my $1,000 to your $1 that it is not a widespread <laughs> phenomenon. Damn it. I keep Googling the bath salts, and now it's making me take an assessment, a self-assessment. Am I addicted? <laughs> For better or worse, like my, I, I always thought, oh, if it's legal, yeah, why not try it? And then once it's illegal, and then you doesn't know, that like, just go, but it feels when it's like, oh, it really works. That's when you know they're going to make this yes, legal. and that is exactly what I, I was thinking. About Delta Eight. <laughs> Wait, did it, oh they tried to make it illegal? They, well, they, ma- they did make it they illegal make for it like illegal a week for a while, yeah, yeah. But, and, like but because week. I was like, they're totally gonna make because this illegal. you're saying Delta Eight actually had an effect. Yes, the stuff that they no- don't make illegal is the stuff that doesn't have any effect. Right. So when they got Delta Eight, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> the thing with Spice was when it was legal, it it only lasted for like three minutes, mm-hmm. and basically. You felt a little dis, a little dizzy. Look, <laughs> so it really did. Look, this is this is not good because spices, first of all, has so many side effects to it. Just because that one time you took that or whatever, it, it, it's it's super harmful for you. It is very harmful. I'm not. I'm recommending people the try. The chances it. of you having a psychological episode off of spice is almost ninety percent greater than any regular marijuana you could have. So. Uh, yeah, definitely stay away from spice. Stay away from bath salts too. I'm just learning. Stay it, away from drugs, you know what? Y'all. You know what, Buzz? Ow. It was not just that one th- time of that face. There was a string of bath salt incidents. A face yeah, eating? but the, not a face eating. Okay, there wasn't a rash of face eatings, but there's a, ma- a rash of people. <laughs> rash of face eatings. Of them killing themselves. People killing themselves after being on bath salts. Um, of just death yeah. in general. Sure. I mean, that's the reason it was outlawed. 
Well, people kill themselves after drinking heavily, but I don't see them outlawing booze. I don't I mean, want to be. The, I don't want to be. Yeah, the, that's true. <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I bet people have killed themselves after using marijuana, for that matter. Uh, well, okay. Well, Not should, because of the marijuana. I'm just saying. If, if we're looking at causation versus. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure you could actually prove the, that bath salts made that exact thing happen, but I don't think it's a good thing to promote. I'm not promote. How how clear can I be about this? I'm not promoting it. It just made you feel awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the side effects was definitely being awesome in social settings, or at least thinking you were awesome in social settings. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna has really full entertainment report today. Yeah, look at that. Anthony Mackie, Aziz Ansari. Obama's spot. Well, you can take that one off. Nico ruined that one for you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. She has a lot, so. Yep. Hey, do me a favor, though. Remember this, even if I forget before we go to commercials. When we go to commercials, I wouldn't give away wrestling tickets, okay? Okay. So as soon as you hear us go into commercials, whether I remember to reiterate it or not, call in and call her 10. We've got tickets for the WWE SmackDown that's coming to the Pan Am Center June the 11th. And today's winning before you can buy them, and we're going to have a pair tomorrow that will also be winning before you can buy them because the tickets... Go on sale at the Pan Am Center box office and through Ticketmaster tomorrow at 10 a.m. Tickets start at $15. And at the June 11th event, listen to some of the big SmackDown stars that are going to be there. Women's champion Charlotte Flair, tag team champs The Usos, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Sasha Banks, and many more are coming to Las Cruces. And we'll have some tickets headed your way coming up in just a few minutes. <coughs> You're right. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my god. I was gonna say. Speaking of wrestling, <laughs> what? Are you okay? It was a busy 420. Um, <laughs> speaking of wrestling, Kevin Nash, the wrestler, is getting roped into the Amber Heard trial. Did you know about this? What? What Why? connection could Kevin Nash, the Big Show, have? He's not with- the Big Show. Are you sure? Yeah. Big Show was the the giant, the the guy that was like, who was Captain Insano then? That's Big Show, but not Kevin Nash. Oh, who's isn't Kevin Nash also like an? Well, he's huge. Probably yeah, he's big. huge. All right. Well, then I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Heard claims Johnny Depp was insanely jealous uh, of Kevin Nash. No, of well, I guess just in her. In court this week, text messages from 2014 were discussed where Depp expressed unhappiness about Amber Heard being out until 5 a.m. at a rap party for the Magic Mike movie. Rap, W-R-A-P. W-R-A-P, okay. a rap party. Uh, Amber Heard hung out with fellow castmates during the party, but here's a photo of her with Nash that's going viral. You got to show it to me. Having a wine with my drinking buddy, Amber Heard, and it's them just taking a picture together. Yeah, they're just taking a picture together. And she's saying Johnny Depp got upset about that? Yes. Yes. Well, you should have challenged Kevin Nash to a fight then. <laughs> <laughs> 
this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, I think, has taken on kind of a. There's almost like a men's rights, an MRA tone to it. Like a lot of people are really taking the side. In what of way? What do you mean? Well, like Johnny Depp MRA. is admitting, yeah, you know, I said awful things, but I was never violent. But I was definitely toxic. Like he's saying, I w- he's willing to say, yeah, I wasn't great either, but I never assaulted her, and I. I'm suing her $50 million for saying I did in an op-ed piece, which she never did. So. I don't know. I think I don't think she's just taking a picture. She seems really close to Kevin yeah. Nash in this picture. It yeah, sounds she, like he's a little of like obsessed with Amber Heard. Who is? Kevin Nash. Because then later on, like a few months down the road, he shares a picture again of them together and he's like i miss you i hope you're doing well you're one of the most authentic people i've ever met miss your pure soul your pure soul honestly one of the mo- oh my god authentically crazy is what it sounds like from the trial and just to be clear we're not making fun of the abuse oh no we've gotten messages that say abuse in men is real we know abuse of, of men, men? Of men? yes well, see, right, yeah. So people are saying, well, Johnny Depp was abused. I mean, if he was hit, like, if if she's she a, threw she, crap she at him and stuff, it. and right. right. Well, that was the big bombshell they said yesterday was that they played the audio of her basically admitting, yeah, I I hit you, but I don't really hit you. What's the difference between all three? Punching. I wasn't punching you. I wasn't decking you. I was hitting you. I don't know. I mean, if if a police showed up at a domestic call and the guy was like, "No, no, I wasn't, wasn't hitting I wasn't her. punching her. I wasn't punching her. I was, I was just hitting, hitting her." <laughs> that doesn't seem that like doesn't that doesn't sound would fly. any better. Although Joanna mm-hmm. recently informed me and I've learned that when she gets mad, she throws things. Yeah, I'm not hitting. Like I a vodka bottle things. and cut people's fingertips off? Yeah. I'm a thrower. Here's Johnny Depp talking about a running he had with Joanna Barba one time. <laughs> oh, we were making fun of the way Johnny Depp's talking. That's what I told the people. Yeah. We're not making fun of abuse or anything. What's the way he's talking? It's just rather bizarre that a person who was born in Kentucky and raised in Florida. And then she threw the bottle at me. She threw the bottle. And there went my fingertip. Well, the first day when Johnny Depp's lawyers got up to make their opening statements, they said, Mr. Depp used words that I would never use and probably you would never use. I mean, they acknowledge that's part of his deal going in is, yeah, I did some bad behavior, but I didn't do I didn't hit what she acu- yeah. right, what she accused me of, which she didn't. That's my whole point is in the op-ed, she, she doesn't yeah. name him. And she does. I think everybody was supposed to draw that conclusion, but I don't think he's going to win this case. Ah, something just popped up. Mike Tyson beats man on a plane. What? Yeah. Joanna, it Mike was Tyson one of the alerts. It's an alert. <laughs> that came up from the bottom of his Why computer. do you get alerts for these types of things? Man, you, your guess is as good as mine. Oh my god. Passenger seat a row ahead of Tyson asked for a selfie with the 55-year-old, then kept talking, according to TMZ. Tyson, seemingly annoyed at the chatterbox, shut him up with his fists. Oh, my God. Is there a video? Oh, there is a video. 
Oh, yeah, but there I don't. Is. I don't want to play the audio because. True. Well, don't play the audio. Just play the video. <sighs> Skip the ad, dude. <laughs> Come on. Dun dun dun. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh, he's really laying into him. Wait a minute. Did it say the seated in a row ahead of Mike Tyson? Have I got it backwards? It looks like here? Mike Tyson's turned around in the seat and he's punching behind him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the front of the plane. The guy's in the seat behind Mike Tyson. No, I think the guy was trying to get a selfie with Mike Tyson by go, by oh, leaning so he, over. You the think f- he got out of his row and went back to to sit behind? No, no. It? I think he leaned. He he's. I think the guy is sitting behind Mike Tyson. I think he probably leaned over. No, nah, but seat. I'm saying the story said that the passenger was seated in, in a row. row I, okay, so he's not seated in the row ahead. He's That's not what the behind. video shows. Sources say the passenger was extremely intoxicated. Yeah, right. He did get effed up, though. <laughs> well, that's what clickbait does. Makes you click on it. You just clicked on the random thing that popped up on your computer. Once again, why does it just pop up on your computer? Yours doesn't do that? No, I didn't get an alert for Mike Tyson beating some dude up. I probably got so many... Computer bugs and viruses. He's an old man telling it like it is. Them out of all of that. Is that what when they say they're going to defrag my computer? Is that what I they're guess. talking about? I really, I honestly don't know what that means. Do you want to hear a couple of calls? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think it's just like a placebo. Oh, don't worry, we'll defrag it. Buzz, we have time for one call. You may do one call. Oh, okay. Hey, this is Hokey Pokey, and I think I'm going to take the nopey dopey side on his um, take against the okie dokie guy who at first was actually pretty funny but now that he's calling every day it's kind of getting a little old he's oversaturating the market now so you know my advice to that guy is to once take a break for a couple days that way when you come back your your humor makes an impact again now it just sounds like you're really trying all right so that's my I'm on Opie Dopey guy's side, and I, I think a lot of people are just walking around in the circles here. Who is this guy? Hokey Pokey? Play it again, Buzz, just the intro. Hey, this is Hokey Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Okie Dokey, and then the guy that hates Okie Dopey is Nopey Dopey. Dopey, and this guy is Hokey, Hokey Pokey. Pokey. <laughs> Do you know, we had like two dozen calls today, and not a single one of them was Okie Dokey guy. No, it and was, he everyone does. Was, he, he normally calls like twice a day. Oh yeah, the clips people are hearing aren't all of the ones he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, we don't play all of them. Uh, so anyway, it seems like we're really having a, a breakdown here between Okie Dokie guy, Nopey Dopey, Nopey Dopey guy, and Hokey Pokey and, and supporters. <laughs> Do you remember Okie Dokie guy? At first, was not all that funny. He was just basically an anti-masker. You remember that? Yeah. Like that was his thing. It was like, okay, we get it. You don't want to wear and masks. Fauci, and you he was don't like, like Fauci. Fauci. Right. Yeah. I found that a little tedious. When he got away from that, I thought he started getting a lot funnier. What What's funny about is the voice. He he does a good voice, <laughs> um, and he he makes a good character. Sure, uh, but he didn't call at all today. So, and he usually does. This is getting things are heating up in the Okie Dokie Wars. We could have like a like a pay per view with the <laughs> with Okie Dokie versus Nopey Dopey. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. 
We have another cash code keyword headed your way in about 15 minutes. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but uh, another cash code keyword means you get another chance to be eligible to win big bucks. Every day there's a $2,000 winner. Top prize money, $10,000, and go fund yourself. The last week of code words starts Monday. So we've been doing it for a few weeks. Like if you just say there was some kind of Brewster's Millions uh, deal where you had to spend 10K and you had to do it all in one day, what would you do? Me? Yeah. God, what would I spend with a lifetime's worth of money? (laughs) $10,000? Like potentially your entire life's earning potential. (laughs) No, I'm... Uh, that's a good question. And it's like, you know, the Brewster's Million, it was a Richard Pryor movie where he got left like a, like millions and millions of dollars, but he had to spend it all in a certain amount of time to get oh. an even larger amount. So that was what the premise of the movie just was. Just trying to about. spend it all. Right. I'm just trying to think if you had $10,000 and it would kind of eliminate, like you couldn't invest it. You couldn't pay off. Yeah, I guess you could pay off. Like if you nah, had student loans, that's like loans. the worst thing to do. For right, them. just pay off student loans. Nobody wants to do that with cat with prize money, right? Right. I think I would do something like Arturo. Like I'd probably go to Lowe's or Home Depot, buy all the things I needed to fix a ho- my house and stuff, and I'll do that. I would buy the nicest backyard shed that money could buy. Yeah. I mean, you can get a nice backyard shed for like eight hundred to twelve hundred bucks. You know, pretty good. I would get the castle of backyard sheds. That's what just I just another do. house. Essentially, like <laughs> maybe even a storage container that Yeah. Uh what would you use ten thousand dollars for? Well, play the cash code and it might not be a hypothetical. You might win the ten grand. Ooh, I know. Ten thousand dollars in scratch offs. Wise investment. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- that was another thing in the Brewster's Million. You couldn't do anything with the money that could potentially. And that was part of it. Richard Pryor kept trying to give it away, but it would end up making him money somehow, which <laughs> went against the rules. Do you think you'd ever watch a Richard Pryor movie called Brewster's Millions? I would love to. Yeah. I've never seen it. Well, watch it on your own time. I've seen it like three times already. <laughs> <laughs> How about some more neckline calls? Yeah. Good morning, show. This is Jose. I really want to celebrate 420 with y'all, so go ahead and uh, send me an invite. <laughs> I was uh, with Nico last time when you were at the comedy show. I, I, I lent him my vape. <laughs> he knows I'm, an, I'm not a narc. <laughs> oh, so, the guy lent you his vape. This Thank was you. last minute yesterday afternoon. People trying to get in on the super secret invitation only 420 smoke out. <laughs> and one of our things was you got to convince us you're, you're not, not a narc. Right. narc. So his thing is I loaned <laughs> you my vape pen so you know I'm not a narc. Yeah. Also, I can show you my three traffic warrants that I just got in the mail yesterday telling me that they're about to arrest me. I'm not a narc, I promise. To that hear definitely this message again. Like not narc things. That, those are not narc things that have happened to you. Hmm. Um, I actually remember. Cause I, <laughs> was, you remember who the guy is? Who this guy is who lent me his vape. <laughs> hey, I wanted to get invited to that 420 <laughs> secret thing. No, I'm not a narc. 
Happy Point 20. Yeah. Definitely not a narc. Nico ended up doing his 420 party under the overpass <laughs> on I-10, under uh, the spaghetti bowl. Air, uh, overpass adjacent. Yeah. It was, a good, it was a good show, though. Fun times. Uh, Nico's claiming that uh, fentanyl and marijuana is uh, not an issue. Um, since you guys like using Google so much, why don't you just go ahead and do a Google search on fentanyl found in marijuana and tell me what you find. Okay, Nicole? Maybe next time you can tell the truth about something. Goodbye. Uh, you had a story about, like, a lot of people buy street drugs and they're mixed lace with, them they're, stuff, they lace yeah. them with fentanyl. And I, I asked, do they ever do that with, like, marijuana? If you bought it, you know, not from a dispensary or something, do they ever? Sure. I mean, look, they, they there's this thing in Houston. When I used to work in, uh, uh, I used to work down there for the medical uh, profession, and one of the things people would come into the ER a lot of times was uh, on a drug or ODing on a drug called Fry. They would call it Fry. Yeah. And what they would do, they would take a marijuana cigarette or joint, and they would dip it in formaldehyde, essentially the embalming fluid that people use what? at mortuaries. Um, and then let it dry, and then smoke okay. it. Okay. Now it sounds like you're almost giving instructions. No, I'm this not. This would in, end up at a. This is, is a bad, bad decision, right? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. So yes, I know weed gets laced with things sometimes. I know that that. But what I'm saying is, for the most part, weed is not something you have to worry about buying that is going to have it on the side. Normally, it's a very intentional thing to do. Uh, do a Google search. All right, I did a Google search, and WebMD says fentanyl-laced weed, three myths you should stop believing now, according to WebMD. Myth one, fentanyl-laced weed has caused widespread fatalities. According to the DEA, fentanyl is 80 to 100 times stronger than morphine. However, there's no scientific data that would validate the assumption that fentanyl is being, in a widespread way, uh, laced with, or the marijuana is being laced with Boom! fentanyl. Myth two, drug dealers lace weed with fentanyl to cause dependency. Fentanyl has indeed been confirmed to be present in certain street drugs, including crack cocaine, but laboratory analysis have never confirmed the drug's presence in marijuana. Boom! Google yourself, bro. Okay. <laughs> Myth Three, testing positive for fentanyl and marijuana means you that you used adulterated weed. Well, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I Googled it, and this is like the first <laughs> thing that popped up that says that it's usually not a... It's not something you have to worry about with okay. marijuana. Well, it was a good suggestion from the caller. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know. We were talking... You know, today is the anniversary of Prince's death. Which Prince. Prince. Prince of Hanover, the Prince of England. Prince. The artist Purple formerly ah. known as Prince. Six years ago in 2016, Prince died from an accidental overdose of fentanyl. He was 57. So you had the story about like fentanyl ODs have been a real problem, especially, especially since the pandemic, pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about, well, what was Prince out buying like street drugs that relates to fentanyl? They're saying no. He probably got prescriptions. Yeah. And if you're somebody like Prince, 
you know, who's jumping around on stage for 40 years. It's going to have some wear and tear on your body. Same thing happened to Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty said that he, uh, Tom Petty's family said that he was prescribed a patch, a fentanyl patch. And I think the, the big takeaway for me was when you're taking a prescription drug and you're mixing it with other prescription drugs, you might have a legal prescription for both of them, but if the doctors aren't coordinated, it could end up being really, really fatal mixture, right? Mm, absolutely. Okay. All right. I want to make sure we're giving away, giving out good information. No, that information is that is here. good uh, information. And you know the thing about it, you, uh, it, it's all part of the same problem, which is opioid dependency. So, if you're taking Vicodin or oxycodone or hydrocodone, well, those are just uh, less powerful they, forms they of fentanyl. And fentanyl less po- got really popular when they started cracking down on oxycontin. Right. And they started filing a lot of lawsuits. Well. Doctors got a lot more uh, wary of prescribing OxyContin, and it shifted over to fentanyl. I think the root of the problem is humans, or at least some humans, have a desire to get high in different ways. I mean, that seems to go across cultures, doesn't it? Yeah, but like, also having access to it is... Yeah, you can, you can to want it. to get as high as I'm not you want, the but if it wasn't... I'm not letting the yeah, companies off the hook Purdue here. Pharma pushing it out, you know, giving free not, samples of I'm, OxyContin out. I'm also not letting off, you know, drug pushers on the street who would put this, you know, in with with another narcotic. Right, but I don't think we see... Okay, like the heroin epidemic of the 70s or 80s definitely is not the same thing as the opioid epidemic that's going on now. Okay? Meaning? Well, it was kind of a street thing back then. It was for homeless people and poor people, and it was, you know... um, it just wasn't in the light as much. It was like heroin addiction. Oh, That's a, a bad thing. A lot of people who got hooked on Oxycontin or fentanyl or any kind of opioid, a lot of people in the past 30 years did it because they actually probably had some pain management issues. Oh, right? That's how it all starts. Yeah, absolutely. But it's an addictive substance. And even if you don't think, oh, I, it has nothing to do with being a good person or a bad person. Drugs and addiction has nothing to do with the morality of the person themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Being addicted doesn't mean you're a bad person. Okay. I mean, that's kind of not how it was pushed on us in the... In Bible school. Well, sure. But even just in the 80s, the don't say no. is like, if you do this, you are morally a bad person. If you get hooked on something, you're morally a bad person. No, because then it's putting the blame on you for it when people who have been prescribed pain medication for their bad back... Are all of a sudden now they can't cope. Now they can't cope okay. without it. But there's also a thing that was going on where you know some of the release mechanisms in prescribed medicine. You know they put it in a capsule, but people would like, I want it faster and harder, and they'd crush it up and do it in a way that it wasn't prescribed. Sure, as well. there's there's ways to abuse it as well. But what I'm <laughs> saying is addiction does not make the person an inherently immoral person or a bad person. Okay. Hey Mo Show, uh, I was actually listening to the to the podcast right now about the best movies that you wouldn't really think are stoner movies, and I think one of them that would be a real trip would be Tombstone with Val Kilmer, and just for the reason of that, uh, because of that guy, what's the name? Curly Bill's laugh. All right, all right. Wait, what what was the topic from the from the podcast? I didn't hear it that well. Yeah, me neither. Was it uh, scenes from movies that traumatized you, or was it 
we did that movie topic. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe did Joanna and Emily talk about something on a recent podcast? No. It didn't specify. Did you know that uh, marijuana became legal in New Jersey oh. yesterday? Garden State. Yesterday? Just yesterday? Yeah, I think so. The Garden State is getting full of greens? <laughs> on 420. Sweet. No less. Let me let me see if I can find it. Chris Christie, you remember when he was running for president, one of, one of the planks on his platform, and for a number of reasons, I think people weren't too tuned into what Chris Christie had to offer. But one of his things was, if I'm president, I'm going to make it a priority. We're going to go after people who use marijuana, even if they're in states that have decriminalized it. Cra- you, crazy. You, no, well, I remember Chris Christie a lot more for this bridge issue that he had when he was in office. Uh, yeah, 420, this headline, New Jersey just legalized recreational weed. So I guess they'd had medicinal and they just went, similar to what New Mexico recently did. Not not exactly the same thing, but New Jersey just legalized recreational weed. Millions of Pennsylvanians now have access to legal recreational weed just across the bridge in New Jersey. So... Pennsylvania must be in a position where Texas is, where now, mm-hmm. especially, you know, on the border with New Mexico, people can just drive a few miles and get it because it's recreational. Yesterday, New Jersey officially began selling marijuana at 13 medical marijuana dispensaries. Just 13? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many New Mexico had on its opening day? <sighs> More than 13, I would guess. I think 205. I bet you there'll be more by the end of the year unless there's some something regulatory that they don't allow it. I mean, God, well, I'm just thinking about the lines that were already at the New Mexico ones, and they had 200 dispensaries. What, what must the lines what in New Jersey? The, especially if the Pennsylvanians are going to come over. Yeah, and I don't know what the situation is like in Maryland, <laughs> you know, because they could also come over from there. Right. I, I know New York is largely... I don't know if they're recreational or decriminalized, but uh, yeah, you can uh, you can get it recreationally, meaning you can come from out of state and go to New Mexico. It's a ve- I think it's very similar to the Texas New Mexico symbiotic relationship that we now have going on. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Every hour through the five p.m. hour, we'll have a different cash code keyword. And we'll let you know what they are around a quarter past. So less than an hour, we're going to have another cash code keyword headed your way. Loudwire Nights gets underway tonight at 7. Special guest DJ is Christopher Hall of Stabbing Westward. So tune in. Here's some of the bands that uh, influenced Stabbing Westward. And uh, rock out with all the rock that matters tonight. And every weeknight on Loudwire Nights from 7 to midnight. Uh, Joanna's going to have entertainment news. We got one other call from the neckline that I haven't aired yet. So let me, we'll, we'll have done all the neckline calls after I get to this one. Hey, Buzz, John, and Nico. I heard my phone call this morning, and I wanted to say thank you. And um, can you shout out my total baseball team? We're playing in the World Series in California. Oh. Bye. Have a good day. Wait, you're playing in the World Series in California. That's amazing. Way to go, Toros. Yeah. Toros. Bring it back home to El Paso, guys. Kill them. 
That's right. Make them wish they'd never seen a baseball. <laughs> have fun, right? That's what you tell kids these days, right? Have fun. Yeah, just have yeah, fun. It doesn't matter who wins, but, but kill definitely no, kill, kill them. Yeah. Let's do entertainment uh, news and Hollywood notes with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. All actors want to be remembered for their work. Unfortunately for Kiefer Sutherland, his legacy may include something truly sinister, the mullet. And it's all because he chose to rock one in The Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, I had everything ready before. So sorry. A few regrets from Kiefer Sutherland. Are you looking up pictures of him? <laughs> because when I saw Lost Boys, which I thought was a great movie, uh huh, I remember thinking... That's some oh, that, cool hair? That main vampire's hair is so... Bitching man, <laughs> that's the word I would have used like in 1988. Look at that bitching, bitching hairstyle. Look how cool those vampires look. Did you say the same thing when you saw uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? But guess what? Maybe Kiefer doesn't remember, but they all had mullets. No, they didn't. That middle one doesn't. They have long hair. Okay, this the, the hot one doesn't. Bill from Bill and Ted was in that. Yeah, he's got he's rocking a mullet. I think one of them died. What, one of Bill and Ted? No, one of the vampires. But, you know, 80s. Jules Schumacher apparently wanted everyone to have a rock and roll look for the vampires. I consider, Mm -hmm. is it Jason Patrick who played? Jason Patrick, I consider that a mullet. That's not a mullet. Yeah, it is. It's It's longer in the back than it is on the side. No, no, no. That's long. Mullet has to, like, like, it has to look business in the front. Disagree. Party in the back. That looks business. That's not a mullet. That's not a mullet. That's just long hair, Buzz. It barely covers his ear on the side and it goes all the way down to his collar in the back. That is a mullet, guys. That's not. Mm -mm. Jason Patrick does not have a mullet. In, in Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. No, it, it almost has to be flat on the sides, Buzz. Yeah, it ha- look at Kiefer Sutherland. It has flat to on the sides, like long in the back. Sure, Kiefer Sutherland's is more the classic mullet. And let's not forget the fine work that Patrick Swayze did in Roadhouse, bringing the mullet <laughs> into the that public mind. That was like a little bit more of a textured mullet, if you will. <laughs> I th- textured. But Jason I think Patrick you guys are being very one. purist with your mullets. Yes. Because Jason Patrick doesn't look, have one. Put, put a picture of Billy Ray Cyrus next to Patrick. And now look. That's not a mullet. No, that's not so, a mullet. Okay, but the guy who played Bill in Bill and Ted, that's a mullet, yeah, right? That's a yeah, real that's a weird mullet. Because he's got boys. curly hair. It's curly. Nobody with curly hair should have a mullet. Well, he went for it. He rocked it. Now, I remember thinking, God, if I get my hair to look like that, Buzz, did you I ever, would get all the chicks. Did you ever get, like, long hair in the 80s? Yeah, oh, yeah. You did? Yeah, big time. You grew your hair out. Oh, Stop. sure. Your no, mom your you? mom would not have let you grow your hair out. I absolutely did. Oh, my God, we have to see pictures yeah. I would, of that. I, would, I remember going in to the hair place and telling them, hey, can whatever Bon Jovi's got going on, can you, <laughs> can you fix me up like Bon Jovi? <laughs> And they were like, well, you need a perm for that. I'm like, what? Did you get a perm? Oh, my God. They were really big in the 80s. Did you get a perm? Please tell me you got a perm. That's secret information. Is there pictures? Are there pictures would be the correct way to phrase that question. <laughs> Are there pictures? It was on my student ID. I know that. You got a perm? I have to find this. We're going to call it lot- Cheryl. In that Cheryl. in that era, lots of people got 
terms, okay? Yeah, I wasn't the only one. Sounds unwillingly. You realize in this in this picture, Jason Patrick has a perm. Yeah, 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 okay. Not a mullet. It's a. It is a. It's a. It's a, not a mullet. It's a permullet. A permit? <laughs> a permullet. A permullet. It absolutely is. It's not a mullet. All right. Searchlight Pictures has suspended production on Aziz Ansari's feature directorial debut called Being Mortal. The Disney-backed studio made the decision to put a pause on the shoot following a complaint filed last week and is investigating the matter. A source close to the production told The Hollywood Reporter the complaint is not related to Ansari and that the comedian and producing partner Yuri Henley are working with Searchlight to figure out the next steps. It's still unclear as to the nature of the complaint. That is the That is very vague. Right, but I like how they are saying it has nothing to do related to Aziz Ansari. But uh, that's his, good to know. But his movie is being what postponed Post, because it's being of whatever's put on happening. Pause. Filming okay. is on pause. Is it weird that I thought it had something to do with Bill Murray? I was like, God, no, please, Bill right? Murray. A lot of people are saying it's probably Bill Murray. Please Wait, do not. Well, this movie stars Bill Murray, Seth Rogen, and Kiki Palmer, and so a lot of people are now saying. Bill Murray, because there's a lot of weird things coming up about him. Oh, yeah. You don't know about the rumors about, about Bill Murray? Well, first of all... That he, he's awesome. No, he has not always been the treasured person that we love to see just at random people's houses showing up. Like, right. uh, back in the day, there was a lot of, like, behavior issues and, you know, just being a comic, being, you know... the Wild. Wild, yeah. Probably. And, and it kind of being, like, a, a hard to work with, kind of being like a D-bag. Mm. When did since when did being hard to work with become a crime? Buzz is like as seen as someone who is hard, <laughs> hard to, work to work with. with. <laughs> what when is this a crime? You've never heard of the of the trope of the tortured artist? The tortured artist. Yeah. I, I think I, people I, don't have the tolerance for tortured artists anymore. No, we don't. Get over yourself. <laughs> Finally. Oh, oh, Bill oh. Murray really laced into Lucy Liu during the yes. filming of Charlie's Angels. That's when That's I why heard he about didn't it. go back. Mm-hmm. The 56th annual CMT Music Awards were held on April 11th in Nashville to celebrate the latest and greatest in country music. And actor Anthony Mackie and country musician Kane Brown host co-hosted the star-studded event while Kelsey Ballerini hosted remotely after testing positive for COVID-19. And while many were happy to see the Marvel hero on stage, some people were confused by his attendance altogether, including this reporter named Patrick Howley, who voiced his opinions in what many are now calling a racist rant. Calling the awards show a train wreck from the start, Patrick went on to criticize Anthony and other black attendees at the show. Oh my God! <gasps> Who does this guy work for, even? I don't know, but it's viral now. Wait, wait that was racist, right? That was totally racist. That was kind of yeah. racist. Yeah, that was very racist. Yeah, let me. Let me you know, I don't just like to throw that accusation out. So let me. Yeah, think but he about it. he didn't refer to people by name. He yeah. called them the Funky Brothers. Yeah, it's definitely racist. Oh, I like Earth, Wind, and Fire, but country's different. Was he trying to say black people don't belong in country? And music? that's exactly what he's trying to say. Well, Kane Brown is an African American country artist. Um, I, I believe. But I guess he's white passing, <laughs> so it approve. Patrick Howley gave that approval. Darius Rucker, great country artist. Yeah. Mickey Guyton, Charlie Pride. And what's he talking about? Uh, that they're going to complain about stealing the country music? They I, I, have no place in country music, according to this reporter. 
Okay, uh, my question would be... Is, is he really a reporter? Is Yeah, is he really a reporter, or is he just... According to his Wikipedia, he's oh. an American reporter. He's uh, got he a Wikipedia... This guy's got a Wikipedia? Yeah, he worked as the... He's the former editor-in-chief of Big League Politics. And in 2009, he worked as a freelancer for Epoch. Epic. Oh. Or Epoch, yeah. Epoch Times. What epic? Ep- no, it's Epoch. Epoch Times. What yeah. is it? Isn't that kind of like a right onion? No, it's not like a satirical. But for the right, I think, right? God. Yes. It's, it's a satirical uh, with a right-leaning slant. Okay. Right. So he's not. A re- he's just that's all. <laughs> he's not necessarily a journal. What's he doing there? What are his credentials no, to be at the country like music? No, he was doing a review of the country music oh. awards. Oh, okay. So he wasn't there like, so on the red there, carpet. No. D- is Anthony Mackie a huge country yes. music fan? So, oh, cool. Despite Anthony right. previously speaking out about falling in love with country music when he was a kid, uh, Patrick could not fathom why he was there. As for Anthony, he has yet to speak out on the comments, but he let the world know that he had a great time hosting. Uh, no word yet from him, though. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Uh, on their website, they say that they are an independent news media organization, nonpartisan and dedicated to truthful reporting. Although, they do say... Hey, that he could just be an independent asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need an affiliation. You don't have to be affiliated. To be an a-hole. Right. <laughs>